Hello, this is Caleb. I am sitting here today with a very special guest. My grandmother, my paternal grandmother, Mercy Garcia. How are you today? I'm doing good. Would you like to know my real name? Yes, please. Uh, what is your real name? Gregoria. After St. Gregorio. Wow. Yeah. Do you have a middle name? No, and I'm so thankful because Gregoria Delgado, that's pretty long. That's pretty that's long, pretty yeah. Long. Yeah. No, but my parents were Catholic at that time. Mm-hmm. And you got named by the, you know, they have a Catholic calendar. And with a St. Preach Day, well, I was born on St. Gregorio's Day. Just lucky, you know. Yeah. And uh, she wanted to name me Mercy, or Mercedes, after her mother. But my mother, uh, my godmother, insisted, no, you got to go by the... Yeah. She's a, a Catholic, even what a daughter you, with a nun. What if you were born on a day that wasn't named after a saint? Well, this is a Catholic calendar, and I think they have... Like every day? I know, they have a saint for every day. okay. Yeah, that's what I understood. And so um, I was a very sickly baby, and my godmother convinced my mother that I was sickly because I hadn't been baptized in the Catholic Church. So I was uh, over here, and they took me in. It's the um, Catholic Church over a street, across the street. Mm-hmm. That's where I was baptized. Oh, okay. And so I got stuck legally with Gregoria, but I never used it, just in school. But nobody could pronounce it. You know, yeah. so, I would, so kids and, and friends would make up names, GG. And when I was working, it was Greg. They called me Greg. And most of the saints are men, so... Yeah. Some of your sisters were named after men. <laughs> to, <laughs> well, that's why they added an A. That's why they added, the yeah. They took the O off, yeah. And, um, but the other sisters, um, I don't know. Uh, I've never asked them. Well, I know Will's okay. middle name is Greg, named after you. Right. So. That was because we had named all the kids, and when he was born, we hadn't really picked a name. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we both liked William, and the middle name, we could not, you know, Grandpa's name had already been used. And so, well, how about yours? Well, nobody's going to land up with Gregoria. Yeah. And he <laughs> can't be Mercy because he's William. Mm-hmm. So we thought, how about Greg? We'll shorten Gregoria. So that's, that's how we got Greg. Yeah. yeah. And I believe he passed it on to Wesley. I yes. Think. It's Wesley he, Greg. Wesley Greg, and the other one has William. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's good. So your parents, let's start at the beginning. Um, you, you can pronounce their names better than me. Okay. So how, how do you pronounce your father's name? Secundino. Secundino. And they probably oh, come from the word segundo, which means second. Yes. He was born in 1895. Yes. In uh, Guadalajara? Guadalajara. Mexico. And your mom, how would you pronounce her name? Leon. That's the city. Leon, Guanajuato. The state of Guanajuato. In Mexico. Yeah, and my dad's state was... Uh, Micaela? Micaela. Micaela Mesa. Micaela. You see it a lot now. Now it is Micaela. They say Micaela. Yeah. With Micaela in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So, she was born in 1900. Yes. So, they... Uh, what age did they leave Mexico and, and migrate? 
Did they get married in Mexico? Have, and then they... they married, I think, across the border in Arizona, if, I'm, if I understand correctly. And, oh, by the way, her last name was Mesa. You know what Mesa means? Table. Table. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was, and in Mexico, you always the women always use her middle name, their middle, their uh, their last name as a middle name when they get married. So it would be Micaela Mesa Delgado. Okay, yeah. which yeah, means so. thin person. Yeah, or, a thin table. <laughs> a thin table. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Yeah, but um. Um, well, so they oh, uh, they well, migrated to Arizona. Yes. What happened is that she had a uh, uh, her mom died giving birth to her. Oh wow! And she was the fifth one in her family, so all the others were older. So um, her father was uh, worked on the railroads for years, and so he was gone a lot. Uh, so was my father eventually when he went into that. But he in was Mexico. very. Yeah. Um, how would I say, uh, 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 he became very mean uh, because because he lost his wife. Yeah. And I think he kind of blamed my mom. Mm -hmm. So uh, he would mistreat her a lot. So the sisters would take her, they'd take turns, and so she'd pass from one sister to the other. And and a lot of times he would come into the to United States. I guess he worked for the railroad, and he must have been way up there because he traveled a lot and so as she became older he would come over but he he would uh, he drank a lot mm -hmm. I guess to forget what he was going through I mean it was quite a bit for him to lose his wife I guess he really loved her and so he spent a lot of time in at the bars and when he'd come home guess who got it my mom he yeah. beat her and that's that she was not allowed to see anybody especially men, and they were not allowed to see her. And uh, so he would beat her up. And, um, and she had only sisters? She no, had, no they brothers. were all older and married. Yeah. Yeah, and she, and she was very young. Yeah. And so, uh, and uh, uh, for some reason, my dad um, started working for him in the railroad. This is when mm -hmm. I think the Americans went into Mexico. And i got to give you a book so you can read that. Yeah. Um, and they started building the railroad, and I think that's where they were. But he liked my dad, mm. and he trusted him. But my dad realized, told my mom what's going through. Yeah. Then my grandfather marries, remarries. Mm. And this lady had two daughters, and they would really mistreat my mother. Back then, she was very young, grammar school age, maybe seven, eight, maybe younger, I don't know. And uh, they would make her do all the work. Wow. Well, like Cinderella. This, yes, exactly. And two older sisters, yeah. And uh, from what I understand from one of my sisters is that this lady, his second wife, was into prostitution. Oh, wow. And had her daughters working for her and was even trying to get my mom to do it. Of course, my dad found out. i got to get you out of here. Mm-hmm. So they kind of, they got this plan with my mother's godmother and godparents. They said, we'll help you get out of there. And, uh, but you need to uh, cross the border into Arizona, and nobody is to know. So they got him a cart pulled by either a mule or a horse, I don't know, but it was a cart. Yeah. He took her in the middle of the night, 
and uh, her godparents met her, and they crossed the border. And she had already mar- made arrangements with this priest, who married him at right in the middle of the night. He was he was willing to do that. And what she did, uh, I don't know if it was her idea or her godmother's idea to change her name. Oh, okay. So I have the 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 certificate, and she changed it to Rafaela. Oh. So if her dad came after her, he wouldn't be able to find her. Yeah. So she changed her name to Rafaela, and that's what's on the marriage certificate. <laughs> and that's on the, yeah. So they got married, crossed the border into Arizona, and I think that's when um, uh, they stayed. That was the first uh, state yeah. out of out of Mexico where they. Yeah, and she's like 15, right? 14, 15, yeah. yeah. And, and so, but back then, you know, that's that was the thing. Yeah. You married at that age, you know, and a lot of countries still do that. Yeah. You know, and they pick your husband for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but her uh, godmother and godfather are very instrumental in getting them out, and they told nobody. Godparents are pretty common in, in the Catholic Tradition. Godparents. Oh, yeah. Godparents. yeah. That's almost a must. Yeah. yeah. All of us. You have. all have godparents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my godparents, as soon as they found out, we became Christians. Yeah, they did. Never heard from her again <laughs> because they even had a daughter in the convent. Wow. And when I got married, I was engaged, I thought, you know, I haven't seen her since I was a little kid. So I'm going to send her an invitation. Mm hmm. And, and she got it, and I hadn't heard from her since I was a little kid. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't make it, this and that, but I'd like to have a picture of you. So I sent her one of my graduation pictures, but I never heard from her again. I'm curious, what is the role of a godparent? There, from what I understand, and there may be more to it, if your parents die for some reason, mm-hmm. or they can't take care of you, they take over. Okay. Which is a big fat lie. It, it, they just do it because it's custom. It's custom. Yeah, how many yeah, take they, over? Uh, I've known very few that take over. They you send know, you a I gift just, on your birthday. Or yeah, on like, your birthday and this and that. In fact, that picture I have in my room, mm-hmm. I, I hated taking pictures. You can tell by the picture. Yeah. I did not want to smile. I mean, dress. what is this anyway? Yeah. I have nothing to smile about. But she sent me the dress and the socks and the bows in my hair. Go get her picture. <laughs> my sister curled my hair and all that. And this guy was having a terrible time making me smile. <laughs> and um, finally he takes this monkey. And I thought that was so stupid and made me laugh. Like he a stuffed monkey. A, little, a, a toy monkey. Oh my, how that's stupid. How dumb do you think I am? But it, I smiled and he took a picture. So I have one smiling and the serious ones. But, uh, but she bought those clothes, I remember. Yeah. I'm glad she did because there's not a lot of pictures of you as a child. No, so. uh, no, I yeah. didn't. In fact, I hadn't seen myself younger than that. Yeah. And then one of my sisters that passed away, <clears throat> she sent me this picture. I said, "This is what I look at. What I found. You were two years old." Wow, oh, that's the youngest. Me. She sent it to me. What happens? Um, I had all these old pictures. For some reason, I put them in the garage. Um. It must have flooded, or they got cotton water. They were all, t- uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, they faded away, so there wasn't my picture. So your parents moved to Arizona, and your dad keeps working for the railroad? The railroad, uh-huh. And then, um, well, no, I don't think he kept working for the railroad, because remember, he's working under my grandfather. Yeah. So they start uh, working out in the fields, like you see out here. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, I don't know in what state he started working for the railroad. Um, it had to be, I think it was, uh, might have been Utah, because mm -hmm. he lived in New Mexico. They went from state to state. was Utah. By then, she had three kids. Yeah. And so she they had lived the first kid in... Arizona. In the Barney, Arizona. In Arizona. And then yeah. they went to Utah after Utah, that. Utah, and from there, two more. Three kids. Yeah. And what happened there is that the workers, of course, they had uh, housing. The railroad had housing for the workers and their family. But she was the only one out there in the boonies. Nobody's around. Mm -hmm. Just the railroad's there. And when she had to order everything, and the, uh, the railroad would stop and deliver everything. And that was it. So she was in, she was not in contact with people, and that's yeah. where she had to keep a rifle, because Just in case her something and happened. Three kids alone. And yeah. um, and I think that's where she became such a tough woman. I mean, you didn't fool with her. Yeah. She'd take you on, man or not. Yeah, and she's only five feet. Yeah. Yeah, but she had to be. She had to be. Not I think back. She had to be on and and. Um, and so uh, my dad would come whenever a project was done on the river, he'd come home, but then the next project would come and they had to leave. Well, somehow the state found out that the kids were not in school. She's got three. The state of Utah. Yeah. They had to move to the city. They still provide housing, but they had to go to the city. Well, nobody speaks English. But Sal, the one that's the, the pastor, mm -hmm. Very smart, very outgoing, very <laughs> dominating person. He was the youngest. Well, he went and he enrolled his two brother and sister in Spanish. Yeah, he was embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, and so he enrolled them. They started school. And my sister says, yeah, he had the, uh, he would start speaking Spanish in, in, the, in the classroom because he hadn't learned English, but he picked it, picked it up fast. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. were surrounded by it. Yeah, yeah, they had to learn English. So from there, they were in public school. But then um, and they made friends with um, a lot of Mormon families. Just, they were wonderful to them. They really took care of her, taught her how to do a lot of things, you know, and uh, very so your dad would be gone for weeks at a time oh, yeah. on the railroad. Yeah, and they were there for her. Yeah. You know, they just taught her a lot, you know. But then, again, the assignments would change. He moved to Texas, Arizona, wherever he was working. Yeah. So, um, but I think another one was yeah. born in Utah. And that's and, and a how, picture. how do you move a family then? In a car, <coughs> in a train? And I have no idea. <laughs> Horse and carriage? <laughs> Horse you know? and carriage, well, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Oh, maybe, from what I remember, um, you become... Uh, when I was born, my dad was still with the railroad. Mm -hmm. It's a free pass for you and your family, no matter where you want to go. That's how we would get to the fields. Okay, yeah. You had a pass, they moved you. and even after you retire, you have a lifetime pass. Mm. And that's probably how they moved around. Yeah. yeah. So they would move with like no possessions. Uh, I mean, pretty much. Who knows? <laughs> a Maybe few suitcases, have, you know. Yeah, didn't have anything. Yeah. And what forest he's living on the moonies, you know. But, um, uh, yeah, so they worked in all these. And then she gets to places like, um, uh, oh, let's see, where there's a lot of Indians. 
yeah, uh, New Mexico, Utah, Colorado, and, and all the New Mexico. Uh, uh, so she whole bunch had of a lot of, she, they were very rare, and she could imitate them so well. <laughs> <laughs> because they did a lot of hand mixtures, and they weren't very sanitary people. Yeah. You know, but she said, you don't make enemies with those Indians. And uh, she says, so they would bring her stuff and, you know, bread and all that. She says, until I found out how they make that bread rise. <laughs> you know, you got to have bread rise. And I guess they would put it in between their blankets. It has to have warmth. And they would, I says, I'd accept it, but I wouldn't need it. She said, but they were um, really good friends to her, the Indians. Yeah. So your older siblings are growing up, like, no running water or oh, yeah. electricity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, lanterns, the uh, the uh, kerosene lamps, mm-hmm. and um, and for baths, you've, you've seen the, the big, boiling they water, kind of and... nuts, big tubs like this. Well, she had two. You know, one to scrub them, the other rinse, go get dressed. Yeah. You know, and that's how she bathed her kids. That's how she washed her clothes. So how how does she get food if if your dad's gone for weeks at a time? Oh well, the railroad was was always close by. And they would just deliver oh, they would everything deliver. Okay. she ordered by catalog, clothing, yeah. everything by catalog. And I think by then my brothers and and sister would help her because she didn't read. Yeah, they were. Yeah, she didn't read. Uh, she spoke beautiful Spanish. Yeah. And because and uh, so did my dad. They wouldn't allow slang in my house. Mm-hmm. If we did, it was because we were kidding around. But uh, Spanish, we always spoke it properly. All your siblings were fluent in Spanish. Yes. You know, bilingual. Because that's how we spoke at home. Yeah. Yeah, so it was very hard for me to leave the house and go to kindergarten. In fact, I cried all the time. I might go home. They had to call my sister, who was in a higher grade, to come sit with me. Because you just wanted to be home with yeah, your family? Yeah, it was just, just so just different. strangers? Yeah, I, I, I was a homebody. I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, the little one, she didn't drive, and she was always home. Yeah. So, um... But didn't your, any of your siblings go to that same elementary school the, with the, you? Did they leave? Um, well, when you, well, when you went to elementary school, did uh, any of your siblings go there at the same time? Yes. Um, Were Louie yeah, and Natalie two of them. there? Natalie and, and Louie. And Louie, okay. Uh, and, and Natalie was the oldest, and... And I remember kindergarten, uh, I couldn't stop crying. You know, I had to go home. Yeah. And uh, they called her and she had to sit with me. It got so bad, Caleb, that when I needed to go to the restroom, I'm not going to tell anybody. So I went on my chair. Wow. I was not going to ask the teacher, can I go, ask for permission. Yeah, so I'm a little stubborn too and a little afraid, you know, this is totally different. and. Um, and I never had so many kids around me, you know. So it's very hard for me to. But get you were you were bilingual at that point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason I spoke English because of my older brothers and sisters had already been taught, were already speaking, they were already in school. Yeah. So and and so it was it easy. But my main language was Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I spoke it so much like a grown up that. Uh, the ladies in the neighborhood, sometimes I'd be out taking a walk or whatever, and they would stop me just to converse with me and listen to me speak. 
You see, see what I want? What in the world? What's wrong with these so people? At home, you'd have two conversations going at once, one in English and one in Spanish. You know? <laughs> well, it was funny. Um, the only time we spoke English was uh, during the dinner hour. We, we, we ate in two shifts because we were so, so many. Yeah. And it was a round table. And the first shift would sit down while we were eating, eating the other shift, sat around. And our custom was, we just discussed the things that went on during the day. And we left to sit there because my brother Sal could tell us war stories. Oh, and he, the one that was a pastor, he's a terrific storyteller. He could sit there for hours and we forget, hey, they're waiting. So if I was finished, I'd get up and the next one would take over. So that was our custom. And that was the only time, that was the most English I, I, I heard. So how do your parents get to California? Um, it was probably another, uh, they moved to Riverside, another job change. And I think, railroad, um, yeah. yeah, and I think it was two, maybe two more kids were born there. Uh, and they, they really liked Riverside. And they were also working in the fields too at the same time, maybe my older brothers and sisters. And there were times I asked one of my sisters, well, uh, how could you work on the fields and go to school? He says, you had to do one or the other. We were in school, but if my dad and mom needed money, we stopped school, went to work, and then we'd come back to school. So a lot of the older ones did that. Yeah. They had to go back, even though they were so older. So they did both the railroad and work the fields. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and so... Um, so how many kids are there by the time they get to Riverside? I think there's uh, there's five. I think there's no. Wait a minute. No five, six. I think there's seven by then. Seven by then. Yeah, I okay. think Auntie Luby was born in Riverside. And then the last five were born in Los Angeles. Yeah, around this area. Yeah, and by then. Uh, I guess he gets offered a job here in L.A. They moved to Mission Road. <laughs> mm-hmm. And same type of living, free housing, but they give my mom a little extra room. Same kind of job with... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's still no running water, still heating it up, you know, and lanterns. And and my, my dad still had those lanterns, and one of my nieces got a hold of them, and I was so mad. My mom had them in the garage. And I wish I would have asked her for them. She still had the kerosene lamps that they used. Oh, wow. And I guess one of my nieces asked for them, and she took them. But, um, yeah, that's where, um, she, yeah, she was still doing that. She had one of the little bigger yeah. areas, yeah. And, uh, but there was a, like, a little community hall that they all used for different functions dances, especially because my mom loved to dance from what I hear. Mm-hmm. She really liked music, always singing. That's one thing about her. Every time I came home, I could find her by, I would just listen for the singing. She loved to sing. And um, they put her in charge, so she had the keys. Yeah. And so you wanted to hold a function, you go see Mika, or they give it, she had all sorts of names. Well, come these two, um, this family, they're missionaries, and um, they represent the church that we grew up in. Uh, they're by the General Hospital, Spanish-speaking, 
and they come. She plays a pipe organ. They, they pipe organ. They pump it, and it works. But you have to pump it. Oh, wow. The wife played that, and and then the husband was a preacher. But they had two little boys, you know. And uh, they started holding Bible studies there. And of course, they had to see my mom to get the keys. What attracted her? She loved music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a Spanish-speaking church. Yeah. And uh, so everything was in Spanish. So. Uh, Little by little, she started making her way in, and so she started hearing the gospel. She started letting the kids attend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so my brother and sister started attending. And um, uh, by then, my older brother... Did your father attend? Dummy, dummy. Um, my dad... Where did he work? He, to him, Catholic. Catholicism was it. No, no. <laughs> Yeah. And don't tell me about anything else. Yeah. Okay. But uh, by then, my older brother, he was 19. Yeah, Benny. Benny. Yeah, he actually was engaged with, I hear she was a super girl. Oh, my parents really loved her. But I guess once, he and his pals were a little tipsy. And he goes out with this barmaid who was had four kids already in her thirties or something. Wow. And has an affair with her, so she gets pregnant. So back in those days you get somebody pregnant, you get married. She's yeah. only nineteen, Kayla. So they get married, so I uh he was gone before I was born. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. So maybe at that time, she, my mom Gone had 19, ten, yeah. about ten kids. So he got married, and that was that really hurt my mom, because he became an alcoholic, mm. and that's how I remember my brother, drunk. No matter what house we were in, he'd come in and visit, and my mom would tell me that's her brother, and it was hard for me to believe because my other brothers, I'm come and my other brothers don't do that. Yeah. You know, as this kid, I didn't understand. And the only time I saw him, he was always drunk. And he'd just come and just argue with my mom. And if my mom tried to talk to him about the Lord, you know, he was just... And so then he'd go home. And it was hard for me to believe that he was my brother. Mm-hmm. You know. And was so, that kid Sally? Was that his, his first kid? Uh, Sally Merton, let me see. Um, Sally Marie was his first kid. Sally, Ben Jr., Mary Jane, Sandra, and Michelle. Yeah. No, Sandra and Michelle are from another wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's the wife that tricked him in it, she died. Oh, wow. Yeah, she died. And that's so why he stayed married to her until she died. So after Benny's first wife passed away and he got remarried, did things get better for him? Oh, yeah. She's super lady. On radio, a Mexican program, you could call in um, if you were looking for a date. Something like that happened on there yeah. back then. That's how you met And, and you would meet somebody over the radio, they, they would introduce you and all that, and they set up a date. Well, she was one of And uh, about super lady, talented, nice, she put so, and oh, they got married. And of course, she already had a house, and oh, she's super lady. Um, and and then my my uh, brother, he quit drinking. 
mm -hmm. after his wife died. He says he felt like something had been lifted off his shoulders. Yeah. And uh, and to me, I thought, you know, his former wife was in witchcraft. I think she uh, had a hex on him, and it probably yeah. <laughs> lifted when she died. You know, you just don't know. Yeah. But there was probably. a lot of witchcraft when I was a kid. In fact, I think my brother had a. Uh, when you call Godmother, it was one. But there were good witches and bad witches, so she was a good one. <laughs> well, anyway, it was great. And um, she had Michelle and Sandy, super little kids. My mom found out, well, she or she had just had a house built, a beautiful house by the State College. She finds out that two houses down, the house is for sale, two houses, two houses down from Benny. Mm -hmm. And she just thought, this is my chance to get him. You know, she buys a house and moves in. Two and houses becomes, down from Benny. <laughs> she comes, and he's a different man. Uh, and he was so handsome, too. And uh, she gets very close to Luce, his wife, mm -hmm. and the little girls. And then she asked for permission to take him to Sunday school. We were attending Almani Baptist in Almani, and she, they said yes. So they were, they became Christians, and, um, you know, I'm not even sure, I've never asked about Luce, the wife, if she mm -hmm. became a Christian, but right about then, I can't remember how old they were, but their grammar school age, he got very sick, and I think from all the drinking, and he worked in a foundry mm -hmm. that, you know, I think after you breathe all of that stuff, it's oh, not, yeah. not good, but anyway, it got to him, and he landed up in the hospital. And he was dying, and uh, my brother Sal went to talk to him. You know, they were raised together. Yeah. And I just see where he stood with the Lord. And he accepted the Lord on his deathbed. That's yeah. great, yeah. And it was um, the day before my birthday. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he accepted the Lord. And um, so my mom, to her, the move was, was worth it. Yeah. 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 So, so when... When she moves two doors down from him, do you as well move there with her? Oh, I'll, no, I was married by then. Oh, so this is much later. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was okay. much later. I already had five kids. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was living, oh, shoot. Let me see. No, I don't think I had five kids, but I was married already with at least three. Maybe we were living in South San Gabriel. Then we moved to Valenda, then back to Almani. So I don't know which house we were in. Yeah, but uh, but we used to. Uh, but even after we moved here to uh, to Agra, um, we used to take the kids just to visit them. And I had all five by then. Oh yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So you know, it was one time. <laughs> Grandpa trusted me. I had just learned how to drive. <laughs> trusted me to drive this Buick with all five kids in it, and to visit my mom down in East in, in East LA, La Puente. And so he made sure the tank was filled and all that. Well, he had put water in, and he forgot to put the gas cap or the cap on the water to the water. So I get about two blocks from my mom's house, and it goes out. I says, "Oh, what am I gonna do now?" And it's steaming hot, and I know. And, and so I think it was Matthew, mm -hmm. or your dad, and both of them. I says, "Walk to Grandma's house." And I tell her about it. Well, she got my brother right away. He's two doors down. Yeah. And he's mechanically inclined and all that. So he comes out there and it's, it's just water. He goes to the, somebody's house and says, oh, my gosh, Benny, be careful. <laughs> Gets a hose, water, and fills it. Well, oh, it's fine. Oh, okay. But he got us out of there. 
And by then I had called Grandpa and told him what had happened. Well, he was so nervous, he drove all the way down there. I says, I'm fine, it's just, but he had to drive down there. And, and, uh, and he stayed because he had a meeting with one of our former pastors here at the house. So he left, drove all the way down there, <laughs> make sure we were all right. And he drove back and so, well, yeah, so that was my first experience driving a long distance. Nice. So the, the next sibling in line is Inez. That's after Benny. That's after Benny. So mm-hmm. what was she like? She was very smart, um, but she, being the oldest, she had a lot to do in helping my mom. Yeah. And, um, and I kind of feel sorry for her because I don't think she really enjoyed herself as she should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had the younger siblings. She to became take care the of. second mother. The second mother, yeah. Yeah. So even after um, I grew up, her, her she had a daughter about six months older than I was, and I was her aunt, and one below. But we were always together, and we went to school together. So I spent a lot of time at her house. Yeah. And to her, I, I told the girls once, you know. If I had to choose, I would have chose her and my mother, and my mother is a grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was always immaculate with her home, hard and worker. Yeah. She could do anything with her hands like my mother. She learned that. But she wasn't very... She'd come to family functions, mm-hmm. but she wasn't that close. I guess she was up to here with taking care yeah. of the family. And do you, do you lived with her? No, I would go visit, and because her girls were my age, I'd stay over oh, overnighters, yeah. you know. And uh, we go to youth group together. We went th- all through high school together. And Angie being one of them. Angie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and Angie were close. Yes. And um, but then after she started working, she just became a little different, you know. So. Um, oh, see, I get confused. Frances is the one you lived with, right? Yes, that's when when, when the, uh, uh, you bought our house. Eminent no man uh-huh. bought the house. Okay. Mm-hmm. I lived with her, and that's how I met Grandpa. Okay. So wow. So. Uh, Angie didn't live there. You would just hang out with Angie. Yeah, because we went to school together. So we went to school together. And then she started driving during school, high school, and sometimes she'd drop me off. Yeah. But then I felt bad because I couldn't pay her. You know, I'd pay a token for the bus and get there and <laughs> wow. transfer, or I'd walk, you know. But she had to go out of her way to go to Boyle Heights and then drive over to what they call Hazard, where she lived. And um, and then they moved close to the state college. We we drove you there, mm-hmm. and um, so that was quite a drive for her. And so I, I I just couldn't ask him for rides, you know. But we were during school we were very close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then so Inez has Angie, Genevieve, and Michael. Michael. Four kids. Mm-hmm. Then um, and then, uh, then Angie got married, and she became a little distant, just like her mom from the family. Yeah. And um, and Jenny, we used to call her Pee Wee, she married a pastor. Okay. Yeah, Spanish-speaking pastor. And um, I imagine when you grow up with so much family and you finally get a little space, Yeah. you don't know what that's like. You're like, oh, this is kind of nice. Yeah, you're berserk. This yeah. Is yeah, so, um, I yeah, I was really space. surprised that she had married a pastor. Yeah. And, uh, she did very well. And, of course, Michael went into the, uh, he went, he was in the war. Um, not Which? in the war, but I don't know what branch. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, not World War II. Uh, maybe, um, <laughs> no, v- Vietnam, Vietnam, maybe? 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, he came back. Uh, it was so sad because he left and he was already married mm -hmm. and uh, w with a son and he came back and she had... She had left him. Yeah. And so, um, so then later on, I don't know how long, he waited a while and then he married Linda, the one, his present wife, and she mm -hmm. just super gal. And uh, he's a police officer? She, yeah. he, Michael? He, he, he was a police officer? Yes, he's the one that went to uh, police work and then became undercover and, uh, and even worked for uh, private companies, but uh, undercover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he's retired now. We're going to see him next Saturday. Yep, yeah, yeah, he'll be the papa. Yeah. Yeah, so a cute little kid he was. So next we have Salvador Delgado. Now he was in the army, right? Second World War. Yeah. Landing at Normandy, he was there. He was there on the beaches of Normandy, yeah. D-Day. And by then... Um, he was there on D-Day. Yeah, he, he knew... And survived. Yes. Before, um, he had become very involved in church. The church that this couple came from, it was Spanish-speaking church, so he did very well. And of course, the, the our pastor was so old and German, but he spoke Spanish. All our services were in Spanish, and he'd go and play the piano. German, but spoke sang. Spanish. Oh, wow. Yeah. When he went, um, my dad that would have nothing to do with it. Don't even talk to me about that, isn't that? And so, Sal uh, uh, wanted to serve in the army. So he promised the Lord, you bring me back, I will serve you full time. Mm -hmm. Oh, your dad was against it because it's so dangerous. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, but he was making his own mind. So when my yeah. dad, he felt so sorry for that, he started going to church. Mm -hmm. well, anyway, Sal left, and uh, all his, what do you call that, his platoon, platoon were, yeah. they knew he wanted to become a pastor. They all started calling him preacher. Mm -hmm. So anytime <laughs> they made a move to go anywhere, they always had him pray. Oh. And they all came back. Isn't that they all survived. They the whole platoon survived. Back. Yeah, because wow. of the preacher. So he came back, and remember, the first three, they had to quit school and couldn't go back. Well, I don't think he even had his high yeah. school diploma. He had to go back, then go to Biola. And uh, I don't know if he finished Talbot, but he went to Talbot and became a pastor of our church, Spanish-speaking oh, wow. yeah. church where uh, this couple that first went to the section to hold uh, meetings, you know, and asked my mother for the key. <laughs> we landed up at that church. That's great. So when he wasn't I, drafted. He volunteered. And he volunteered. Wow. He volunteered. So my dad was, oh, my gosh, he felt so bad. Yeah, he might, I might lose him. And I think that's what kind of pushed him. So that's when my parents started going to church. So uh, I was already born, maybe three, four years old, um, and so uh, they were still very new Christians. So um, I don't even remember attending church. Mm -hmm. And um, that particular neighborhood, the neighborhood we took you to, yeah. it was houses yeah. all the way down both sides. Royal Heights. All the way down, yeah, to a bridge that went to the General Hospital. Yeah. Uh, I think most of them were owned by his uh, Italian fellow, and he rented them, so we were renting from him. But across the street was this beautiful house. It yeah. was duplex, white. And um, 
we wanted to buy it. This would be my parents' first house that they buy. They've been renting wow. all this time. And of course, it was $4,000, so much money. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? We all went to the fields to work. Wow, yeah, to pitch in. No welfare. We, yeah, pitch in. And uh, we collected the money, brought it home. We were still a little short, but by that time, my sister, who was married to an airman in the war, had crashed, and he got killed. Her real name was Aloisa. Oh, Mexican Aloisa. names. We called her Ruby. I don't know if that was my mom's idea one to call her that, but her real name was Aloisa. She married this wonderful Joshua. I just loved him. I was just a kid. What do you bring me presents? I remember one present box of that big, it looked humongous, full of dishes. I had never had anything like that. Play dishes. Yeah. And so I was very young, you know, I had, during the war. Well, one of her furloughs, they get married. She had a humongous, beautiful wedding. And he, mm -hmm. got, he got married in his uniform. And, um, but he had to go back because he was a pilot. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't too much after that. They um, they don't know why, but everybody bailed out, and he never did. They don't know why why he was stuck or how. So he wow. he went down with the plane, and I remember her rolling in her bed, just crying. And I was so small, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And nobody told me. And I you don't go around asking. Yeah. They figured, oh, she's just a kid. She doesn't you, know. You weren't watching the uh, newsreels at the movie theater yet. No, so I was just so small. You know, so. You know, maybe four years old, three, four years old, not even in school yet, I think. Mm -hmm. Now, Salvador, of course, he has uh, Sarah, John, Elizabeth, mm -hmm. his kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, you got along with all of them. Oh, yeah. Salvador. Mm -hmm. And uh, who is uh, Salvador's wife? Angie. Angie. Okay. Mm -hmm. She was from Mexico. From Mexico. And she, and my brother married very late. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was pastoring a second church by then, Spanish speaking, and, and what they call. Um, he did that his his whole life. Yeah, he pastored. Career pastor. Wow. Yeah, and this was uh, the freeway was coming through. That's why they bought our house. Was was coming through and taking this church we were raised in. So he moved to what they call Maravilla, way up by East uh, LA, by the college East LA JC, very close by there. They, they call the section Maravilla. Maryville, I guess. Spanish speaking, but um, and it also had a parsonage. And this church, I loved it. it looked like a mission. You know, white yeah. with that. All I needed was a bell. It was a bell, yeah. A big property. <laughs> so he moved into the parsonage. And by then, you know, he's he's a lot older. But Angie starts attending our church, and they meet, and then you know they hit it off, and so they get married. And um, they got married in that church. Yeah, so he had... Um, Anything uh, notable about Sarah, John, and Elizabeth? Uh, well, by then, you know, I'm, I I'm married, sorry. and I never, I didn't drive till I moved here. That's four yeah, houses so, after. So I went question. from high school to work and stay-at-home mom. We went out once a year. Yeah. Once you, a you year. You had your hands full. <laughs> I didn't know how to drive. And if I needed to take my kids to a doctor, I had to call one of my nieces, can you come for me? And they'd drive me to a doctor and then back home. So I never went anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Grandpa did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was 
at home all the time, so um, so I didn't really get to visit mm -hmm. any of my uh, sisters or brothers. They would come over sometimes, you know. Yeah. Uh, so um, we talked about Ruby a little bit. She was number four. Yes. And um, she later had seven kids. Yes. With Carlos, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, she remarried. Yeah. yeah, she was a widow by then. Yeah. So that's Becky, Susie, Hector, Billy, Naomi, Freddie, and Jerry. Yeah. Now Becky and Susie are twins, so her first ones oh, were, were twins. twins. Yeah. yeah. And I remember the house she, she had, had her hands full too. <laughs> yeah. And um, but I liked it because I love babies. Yeah. That house that we bought across the street, the house back there had huge garages. And my brothers and my, and my dad, they converted it into a cottage. The cutest thing with two bedrooms. They had a kitchen and front room, but no potty. So I did it, maybe they did it without permission. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so a lot of times my mom would let, there was always somebody they needed a place to stay, a lot of people from across the border especially. But my sister Ruby moved in with her, with her husband because I don't know, he had a job, but they didn't have money to fight. So, uh, uh, she had her twins, so she was living in this cottage. Uh, in fact, she has her next one, Hector, while well, they were living in that cottage, yeah. So a lot of people got to use that cottage. Uh, even Inez, before she bought her home, she lived there. Yeah. Yeah, so I used to play with the twins a lot and entertain them, because we had a big yard. And uh, my mom were, uh, my dad, they were landscapers, they loved plants, and so they had a, a beautiful backyard, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, wow. so that's where at, that's where Sal moved in before he got married. He was pastoring already, and because he studied a lot, we moved him into the cottage. So he had his office there, mm -hmm. and but he was by himself. And sometimes when he wanted to talk to people, we'd send him back there, and it was just ideal for him. Yeah, and you got along with Ruby. Oh yeah, yeah well, I babysat for all my sisters. Yeah. Yeah, and then once. Um, the church moved to Maravilla. That's when Sal took over, and they had a parsonage, and, so he left the cottage. And you weren't even that much older than who your babysat. No. <laughs> no. Well, like I say, I have, I have uh, nieces that their hair is whiter than mine. Yeah. Completely white. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, wow. And what did, what did Carlos do? He worked... You know, I can't remember for sure, but I think he worked for Cuddy Hay, which is a, uh, um, <coughs> for the, the meat. The, oh, meat? Oh, okay. They kill the cows and... The slaughterhouse and the, kind of thing. Yeah. It was very close to our house. Oh, okay. And we could get the fragrance sometime. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there was one time, it was funny, one of the bulls got loose. And... Uh, and we hear all this commotion, we run up, and there's this whole train of cars. And the bull's running in front. They're behind the bull. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they had to call the police, and they had to shoot it. And it came out in the newspaper. And who's in the newspaper? My brother's. <laughs> and the police was there with his gun. You had to shoot it, but the traffic was so bad, and that's why they, they, yeah. uh, they got the homes out and built a freeway. Because yeah, exactly. uh, it was a, they used to cut through there to get through the other side. And the traffic, after working hours, it was bad. Yeah, and it was just a, a neighborhood street. Yeah. 
Okay, and then uh, number five, Francis. Is her last name Alba? Alva. Alva, okay. I missed the, uh, I read the handwriting wrong. That, Francis. Now that's, that's her, that was from her second husband. Her first, first husband was at the bombing of Pearl Harbor. He was in the Navy. Oh, wow. Yeah, he made it. But I think it affected his lungs. Mm. Oh, yeah. And he died very young. I think he was like 34 or something other. Oh, really? And but he she she he left her with four kids. Pauline, Robert, Diane, and Esther. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And Francis, you lived with. Uh, yeah. After well, the eminent domain. Yeah. Uh, Did yeah. she have any kids at the time? Oh, she had all four. She had all. Four. Okay. Yeah, so I was just in all, high school. You lived with all four of those kids. Yeah. Well, she emptied her front room and put twin beds in there for my sister and I. Yeah. And, uh, or my, my, I don't know who, I even forgot who moved in with her. And my brother, even Louis, moved in with her until they so finished our house. Three, uh, three girls for you to play with. Yeah. Pauline, Diana, or and take Esther. care of. Or know, take care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so what, what was, uh, Frances like, you know? She is the comedian. She's the comedian. And uh, very much like my mom, but we call her our prayer warrior. Mm. Yeah. I mean, she goes to our list every day. Of her family and everybody, and anybody she knows, you call her. And friends. And she remembers names. And she's in her nineties now. Yeah. And she wow. remembers names. And and the funny thing about her is, uh, I don't know if she will want me saying this, but. She, she was a dreamer, and we used to call her Joseph. Yeah. And try to really keep it in the family because it would come true, Caleb. And so her we dreams. were afraid to ask her, what did a dream about you <laughs> <laughs> But she dreamed about it, so I don't know if it was a gift of God or what, because yeah. um, we didn't want it to eventually sell line outside the door, come pay so you can interpret yeah. my dream, you know. But... Um, yeah, but she's always been very uh, faithful with the Lord, really uh, loved to witness, you know, and um, so um, her husband, too, was not a Christian, and he the also... The World War II pilot? No, no that was Ruby. Uh, Francis' husband was in the Navy. Oh, Navy. Navy. Sorry, yeah, remember right. he was at Pearl Harbor, and then he yeah, got bombed, yeah, and he okay. came back. He was not a Christian, um, but even though at his deathbed, he did accept the Lord. Okay. Yeah. And then so it was quite a while. But, uh, but still a nice guy? Yeah, he was yeah. very nice. Yeah. Uh, very good looking. Yeah. Very tall. And, um, um, so I, it was quite some time mm -hmm. later, we weren't with her anymore. Um, Maybe I was married already, I can't remember. She met Ray, who was a Christian, and his son was very close to my brother Louis. And I guess after them, I guess she met him. And so she married Ray. After her first husband died? Uh huh. Okay. A long time afterwards, long yeah. Time after. Yeah, her kids were uh, quite grown by then, but uh, 
So she married him, and he also passed away. Yeah, and Francis. Uh, Francis so she, is the oldest one that is still with us. Yes. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Was Ruby also, um, uh, you know, religious and involved? She, uh, yes, she was, even though um, her husband was still alive, already in his 90s. He was never a believer. Oh, okay, so that... Um, the kids tell me that he claims he is now, but a lot of times you can tell by their life. So, but he refused. She died, and still. But um, the kids still check on him. He has a caregiver. Yeah. And uh, he was from Mexico, mm-hmm. and uh, we even call him Henry Romo. Well, come to find out, that was a name he made up. His real name is Carlos Ramirez. <laughs> oh wow. And now he hates if anybody calls him Henry, and we do it out of habit. That's what he told us. Yeah, and so right. he hates it if somebody calls him Henry. It's Carlos. <laughs> but uh, according to the kids, he claims he is a Christian, so I pray he in, is. In the famous group photo of all the siblings, Ruby always stands out. It's like, oh, she's so glamorous and has you know, the hair and the lipstick. Yeah, well, so. even uh, the it's picture like, wow. I have in the entrance there, oh, yeah, she was very yeah, pretty. Very beautiful. And, uh, of course, during the war, that's not, that was a, the, the style. Yeah. That's how they combed themselves. And uh, women really liked to dress up. And, uh, of course, we had a mom that loved to dress up. Yeah. When she went out, you never saw her uh, in flats, in high heels. All dressed up in a suit. So if when we went to church, we had to dress up. Yeah. And for for Easter, so everybody she made hats for everybody. We had to wear a hat. So we got used to that. I'm pr- I'm pretty casual compared to my sisters. Yeah. No matter where they go, you meant you no meant you uh, notice next time. They dress up. Yeah. But that's because our mother did that. And. Um, and uh, but so I'm the casual one. You're the casual one, yeah. Yeah, but any time that my sister would go well, out or visit or something, had to get you a dress. Yeah. <laughs> then my my sisters dressed up with the heels and the whole bit, a lot of jewelry and. Yeah, I, I want to hear a little more about your dad. What he was like uh, with you and his personality or with. Uh... My dad was very short too, like my mom. I think both five feet. Yeah. Hard worker, super quiet, and I think that's where I get his personality. Mm-hmm. And I look like him. Yeah. And um, he was. He you was, say he never received welfare or government assistance. He was a very proud man. Yeah. These are my children, because when he retired, Mr. Delgado, we noticed he never took help. Why? They're my children, not the government's. You know, he just. Yeah. Well, that's. It's amazing. Never. Never did. We need money. We went to work. And my mom constantly did a lot of handwork. She could do anything. Crochet, knit. She would do it at home, but she never left us. Yeah. Yeah. He just didn't do that. So um, my dad was a very hard worker, very quiet man. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't say anything unless you asked him. And if you did, he would tell you. But you had to ask him. And my mom, they're <laughs> <laughs> like opposite the truck. Constantly talking, but she had friends galore. Oh, the whole neighborhood would come to the house, and she always fed them. Just 
rice and Once, beans. Yeah. And, uh, oh, she torch. always had room every day. <laughs> tortillas. Beans and tortillas. When she moved out of, the, they called it the section where she they worked for the railroad. They got their free housing. Then they got their first house when I was born. They moved, when they got to Justin Street, mm -hmm. the one they bought, the first house they bought. All the ladies from the section would come and visit her and all this. And I come home for lunch from the school, which was just I showed you the school. I was just a few houses down. I'd walk home. I'd come home for lunch, and oh, there was people there. Yeah. Either people or a hobo. He'd Very either generous. Garage. At a garage, our front porch. Yeah. And mom, why are they always here? They're always here every time, and they only come to eat. This, I feed them the physical food first, and then when I have them done, that gives me a chance to give them the spiritual food. Wow. She never, she didn't know how to read, but she had a memory. She had to memorize all the scripture that she gave them, but she had enough to witness. And a lot Amazing. of them came to know the Lord because of her. From the railroad section. Yeah. But her house she always has company, you know. But um, but uh, I forget what you asked me. And she had um, like chickens oh, and stuff as well. Oh, she always like, had know. food all the time. Yeah. You know, but you guys it, had some some chickens, and she. Well, we raised. She had no own. problem killing the chickens well, no. and eating. We raised our own chickens. We raised our rabbits, and once they gave her, I think it was a goat. Oh, they killed it, and that stunk up the whole neighborhood. <gasps> oh, shit. But, you know, I would sit there and watch her, and now if I see somebody killing a kitchen, it doesn't bother me. That's how I grew up. Yeah, it's like Little House on the Prairie Day. Just, you yeah, and I'd be talking to her because I was always like was her nothing. little shadow, <laughs> and uh, we had a dog that was so smart, spiky, and uh, she'd go into the chicken pen. We had a big, it was fenced in, and she had all the chickens, and spiky. Chicken, he'd run, get him, just hold the chicken. Oh. If it was a cat, he would have killed it by then. Yeah. He hated cat. But the chicken, he knew he was not supposed to hurt. He'd hold it with his paws. And my mom would get in, and she'd get two at a time, you know, and just ring them. <laughs> and then, um, wow. then um, you know, they, <laughs> they pull the feathers. And then she'd sit there while she was talking, we talk, and she's feathering the thing. And she cuts it open, and all the guts come out, and... The same with the rabbits. Yeah, you know? yeah. We hold them by the back legs and <laughs> whack, like with a bat behind the ears, and they yeah, kill them. The rabbit stew for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she would fry it. Oh, I love rabbit. She I don't would know if fry I could, it? Yeah. yeah. Like chicken? Oh, the chicken, yeah. Yeah, and then she'd hang it on the clothesline by that back legs, and then yeah. put a buck underneath it. Just flip the <laughs> down the belly and all the guts come out, you know, and clean it out, then they have to skin it. Yeah. But that's all I saw. So it doesn't you were bother used me. To it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we had our own eggs wow. and then we had fruit trees and she'd can all her fruit. Do you guys and have a radio? Do we have do we have a radio? That's all we had. Oh yeah, it was the radio. Yeah, those big you see them in the movies? Yeah. Big tall ones. <laughs> In fact, ours was broken. Ours was broken from the bottom. I had two little slits like this as a decoration. Well, Uncle Louie had the habit of putting his head there, listening to all the mysteries at night. They yeah. were all they were broken. Yeah. But at night, that's what the family did. You sat in the front room, mm -hmm. and my mom would be crocheting and all that, and uh, we listened to the stories. And we also had a recorder, and my sisters would love to sing. Yeah. And we would record 
And Al was also a radio. And sometimes I'd come home from high school all by myself and record stupid things. But we also had a piano. I was a pianola. You know what a pianola is? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then my dad played the guitar. So a lot of time. Oh, and the harmonica. Works. Where he learned, I have no idea. Right. Where he learned On how to read. Road, you know? <laughs> probably where he learned how to read, I have no idea. He never yeah. went to school. And then he spoke English because he had to. And then but then the jokes. She had the riddles and the jokes. He was full of them yeah. in Spanish. So just a lot of quality time together and Oh bonding, yeah. Oh you know, back in those time. days after dinner it was family time. Family time, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we find something to do together all this time. And in your room, you know, you have a few people bunking up in the same room. Probably. Oh, you had to. All the yeah. boys had bunk beds. You they know. all bunked together, the girls bunked oh, together. Oh, yeah. I finally got to a point where I had my own bedroom. I couldn't yeah. get over that. My so you must own have had a, a decent sized backyard. Oh, yeah. If you had all it these was beautiful. chickens running uh, around. And very long. It had a, a very long, uh, the driveway from the beginning went all the way back to the house, to the yard. And we could park like three, four cars all together. And then the cottage film. Yeah. It was in the back, and right next to the cottage, and that's where we used to cage all the, the yeah. animals. But then uh, we got rid of that, and my dad built a tool house, beautiful mm -hmm. tool house, just for his tools. It was a walk, it looked like a cabin. Yeah. That's the house the freeway took over? Yeah. Was that, and mm -hmm. that was Boyle Heights? Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights, yeah. And then right next to that, we had the incinerator. You know, you heard about the incinerators. You oh. burned your trash. The only thing that was picked up was garbage. Oh, wow. Every house had an incinerator, and you had to burn it. So you mm. had to... So That's different than, like, a fire pit. Oh, it's, it's all like stone. All stone, cement, cement, cement. cement. Okay. And it had a chimney in the door. You just stick everything oh, in the door, okay, light yeah. it in the chimney, so you see a lot of smoke at night. But it became... It was you bad. had... Uh, did you grow fruits and vegetables? We had fruit trees. trees. Um... I remember the fig. My mom would make uh, uh, jelly out of fig. We had apricot. Um, oh, I don't know what else. But right in the middle of the whole yard, it was cemented a big square like this. And right in the middle was all dicondra grass, and we had a fountain. And I remember wow. having a banquet back there from church. It was so pretty. And then uh, uh, in front of the, the incinerator next to it was all plants. My mom could have had a nursery. They loved, she and my dad loved plants. It was all planted like a jungle. And right in the middle, she had a big cage that my brother Joe built. Yeah. Half of it was canaries, half of it parakeets. They were walking cages. She loved birds. And she had her favorite. Oh, where, where are you? Do you buy these birds? Or where do you get? Buy what? Do, do you buy them, parakeets? She, uh, yeah, you, too, you can buy them. No, okay. you can buy them. And then she would breed them. She, really, okay. she had her favorite, Negrete. Yeah. Negrete is a very was a very famous singer. I have some of his music. She named because he loved to sing this canary. Yeah. Very different looking. Not all all yellow like they are. He had green and very different. And he was she would use him to breed. So she had canaries and she'd sell them. Yeah. Yeah, I think for ten dollars a bird. And you would would you say that your mom always very generous and giving to people and all the time and god always provided for all the, the family time. and anybody came over they ate like all these people yeah. well i told you every time i come home 
There's always a Trump train. Trump eating at my porch. And, and and they never came to any other house. Just darn. Yeah. And I asked her, how come they just come here, Mom? She said, well, not everybody wants to do it. And these guys, they spread the word. Go to this house and you'll yeah. get <laughs> I said, oh, well, that makes sense. So that's pretty That's pretty smart. But she said, so long as I have beans and tortillas, they're welcome to it. It's like the basket of the fish and the bread just yeah. like kept multiplying never, <laughs> in fact when I was born uh, when I was born it was I think their first house because my dad I guess left the railroad and it was right across from uh, uh, um, uh, grammar school mm -hmm. in fact once I met somebody from uh, ABF he says yeah I'm teaching there I says guess what I was born across the street is your canteen yeah and so um there was our first house, and it was during the Depression. But they never knew what the Depression was. <laughs> yeah. She says, I would get so much food, I had to give it away. She says, the man that owned the restaurant, he'd bring me all his leftovers. She says, and then I'd get uh, ice cream, mm -hmm. things like that. She says, I had to call the, the, the school across the street to help me give it to the kids. Yeah. And because no uh, it was too, it was too much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but she was that way, you know. And um, so we became. She became very good friends. She, they, back then we had hooky cops. We called hooky cops. They're truant officers. We called them hooky cops. Mm -hmm. She became so um, friendly with the principal, and the hooky cop was a real tall lady, Mrs. McDonald. I never forget her. And I was just a baby then, but then she, she, she I remember her coming to her house in, in, um, in East L.A. there. That's how, be, how long she became, she stayed a friend. She'd come to visit my mom, a tall lady, and she learned how to speak Spanish. Yeah. Oh, wow. But she got involved with the women. They do sewing for the poor people and all that. And they had a closet that they collected food. It was full of food. And, um, and once she called my mom and she said, you go in and you take whatever you want. But she had so much food. She <laughs> but that's when the first time I think when she really got involved with women doing handwork and all that. Yeah. And um, But I always remember tramps coming to her house. Yeah. Well, you joked earlier that the Delgados didn't live up to their name. The what? <laughs> they didn't live up to their name. Cause no. So they, they had enough to eat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So the depression, they they didn't know what the depression was. You know, yeah. like you say, they were always, always giving. Yeah. Yeah. So and anybody was welcome. So we always had a full house. Like Christmas Eve, we always had a, a, a church program. Yeah. And of course, our family was always involved because my brother was a pastor and all that. So, and it seems like half the church always landed up at our house. So we were used to a full house, and she'd make tamales. We'd spend a whole week making tamales, and all the church was invited, so they'd come over. Yeah. Yeah, and um, free tamales. Yeah. The best. But uh, so we'd get a lot of people um, that were maybe related to somebody we knew that had just crossed the border illegally and didn't have any place to stay, and that's where the cottage came in handy, mm -hmm. you know. 
And but I had uh, yeah two sisters. Inez, you got to use that cottage before she bought her home, and and Ruby, mm -hmm. when she married her her second husband. Yeah. So, uh, um, a lot of things. That street was full of. <laughs> so number six on the list, Sally. Calvillo. Sally. Sally was something Sally. else. Sally was a glamour girl. She yeah. too was very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And um, she had men after her, and she just. And I don't know what she was waiting for. I mean, great men. And um, she just wouldn't give in. I guess she liked open. being home. And maybe it was because she started working. And I think this was a reason why she got sick. She worked for a, a she was a floor walker. In a, she was in charge, like a manager. Oh, okay, yeah. In a, where they make uh, clothes. Okay. So there's a lot of from the cloth, a lot of dust and a lot of lint and all that flying mm. around. And that's probably what got into her lungs. Yeah. Yeah, and she landed up, she was in a sanitary for two years, I think it was. The sanitary? Yeah, sanitarium, sanitarium, yeah. Wow. And you stay there until you're well. Okay, like being in quarantine. Yeah, you know. mm-hmm. And uh, my parents would visit her on Sunday and all that. So she married kind of late. She got out of there. She got well. She came back home. Uh, she went to business school mm -hmm. so she could get a job. And so she got a job. And, um, and then I started working for the, uh, the Board of Education. I must have been out of high school. And she was looking for a job. I said, well, why don't you try for the board? And she did, and I took her immediately. But she worked for the business at part and I've worked mm. for the payroll part <laughs> so yeah. I paid all the teachers yeah so she was there a long time and um, and then she um, then I got married and she was still working there I don't know how long she worked there yeah. uh, she had one kid Francine yeah she had um, well maybe I shouldn't say this she, um, Francine's father was a German, mm -hmm. but they never married. Oh. She married Ralph Calvillo, who was uh, one of our church members, but he wasn't very dependable, so they divorced. So she never remarried. Oh, she, she was, was basically on her own. a single mom. Mm -hmm. right. So Francine never really knew a dad. Oh, wow. And so she said she's. And she'll tell you she knows she missed a lot. I mean, she doesn't have a mom, a dad. But because um, your mom was working so much, and, always yeah. working. And Frances, who we called Auntie Kika, you know, pretty much raised her. Yeah. Sally was always working. Yeah. So she, so Frances is her second mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so Sally, you saw a decent amount growing up. She would have still been. Yeah. Around oh yeah, she was quite a sewer. Right, like my mom, she used to make anything that she could sew because she worked at this. Uh, the clothing. In the yeah. clothing where they make clothes. So when uh, I was looking for my wedding dress, I found a picture. And I told her, this is what I want my dress to look like. I says, but where can I find it? So we talked about it, she says, well, go try an address. He says, and just get a top that you like. Mm -hmm. 
and it was a skirt I was interested in. And so what I did, I went and bought, and just the, I liked the top, it was all sequins. You've seen my picture. Mm -hmm. And the bottom was just plain material. So I, I bought that. And so she detached the skirt and copied the picture. Oh, wow. That's so that's what I got she married She was skilled. Oh, yeah. And I was working at night, so she couldn't be trying it on me. So we had got a mannequin, my size, so she tried on the mannequin. <laughs> well, it was a dress form, they call it. It doesn't have a head. It's just a dress, the, the, the form of a body of a woman. She would use that to try it on. So she did it while I was working at night. And weekends, I'd try and, and um, you know, try it on and all that. But, um, but she put it together for me and copied the picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that uh, Francine's daughter went to Azusa with Jamie. Right. She. I forget her name, Francine. Well, Francine's daughter is also um, uh, Kelsey. Kelsey, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, and we told her, well, yeah, you, you've got a couple of cousins, and she met another cousin who had been there already a couple of years, so she graduated early. I think she's already married with a kid. She's Salvador's granddaughter. Oh, wow. Yeah, Salvador's granddaughter. Yeah, every every once in a while, we'll I'll meet a Delgado and not know it's a Delgado. Oh. <laughs> you know. Well, you know it. We've had um, some funny encounters over there. Like, yeah. Oh. Well, Natalie, my niece, had got married here at yeah. Westlake. Where was it? Uh, three weeks ago or whatever. This guy rounded up to me. Mercy, mercy! I said, Who are you? Yeah. Did you know that Jared's my boss? I think I told you about it. Yeah. <laughs> I said. No. And then his father comes out, Hector. Isn't that funny? I, and she says, yeah, this is my son, his oldest one. And, and his son, I never liked him as a kid. He was terrible. And he's still very vivacious and same personality. I'm sure he behaves now. He's married. And, but, yeah, he says, uh, he's not my direct boss, but there's a guy in between us. I says, oh, well, son, the next time I see him, which yeah. isn't often, <laughs> I'll mention it to him. So I don't know if you got to tell him. And I think his I think his name is Aaron. Yeah, that's not good. Aaron Ramirez. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I remember uh, Jared's band was playing in Long Beach, and me and Devin are there, and we see Jason Chavez oh. played before Jared <laughs> his band, and Devin recognized him. Well, so, Devin yeah. had known him since he was little. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, they're everywhere. In the course of the day, I graduated from UC Irvine. You found out you had a cousin. Yeah, I found out. Who yeah, was also fact, he was at the wedding he because that, that's yeah. his cousin. You know, Natalie, they're related. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, an English major, I had no idea. Mm. You know. So he had his. I don't think he's married. I think it was his girlfriend. I met her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping there's not a bad, you know, blind date situation that happens. <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen. <laughs> yeah, or you mean if you date a girl, hey, we're related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I guess we're so spread out. If I out, see a familiar know. last name, I have to ask the history. Yeah, let's go back <laughs> yeah. to six generations. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I think we're the sixth generation already. Yeah, that's right. And because we were so many... And um, speaking of Irvine, yes, number seven is Loopy Delgado. She just passed away. She did, yeah. And she lives in Irvine, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. She never married. She never married. And uh, very smart, loved to read. But mm -hmm. uh, really, I guess no she married. knew how to take. She could do anything. No kids. Never. No, 
No, uh, Terry is, um, she was a Sunday when my, my brother, Sal, moved from um, the church there in uh, East L.A. to Maravilla, out there by that college. Uh, no, they bought that church and he had to move again. So Lupi started teaching Sunday school. That's where Terry started attending. He, at at Sal's church? Sal's church. At Sal's church, okay. Yeah. Lupi was a Sunday school and teacher. Terry? Terry, the one, she called her her daughter. She did not have to daughter. Oh, okay. Teresa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I see, yeah, yeah. Um, she's, she's a twin. And oh, her okay. twin and, and uh, kids from the neighborhood started attending Sunday school. And she became very attached to Lupi. And Lupi loves kids, you know, she's that type of person, you know, yeah, very, very Who, much Ter like my mom. Terry's twin became attached? No, Terry did. Oh, Terry became attached. But Terry yeah. was a twin, and, and, um, and so uh, she would tell Lupi about her, her home problems and all that, pretty bad. Oh, so and Lupi ended up adopting her? Or well, she it was would, less formal than that? Well, what happened? She would just kid her. Oh, yeah, when I move out of here, I'm going to take you with me. Well, she was just kidding. Terry took it seriously. Yeah. So what happens? Lupi gets a job in Irvine. She buys a house and she decides to move. Well, Terry reminded her, do I get to come with you? She said, well, I, you promised. And she just begged her and begged her. So Lupi had to go and talk to her mom. Mm -hmm. And her mom had so many kids, or I don't know how many men, and they were all the kind that Terry had to shut her door, otherwise, you know, they might try yeah. something. And uh, so she took her with her. Wow, took she her just in. took her with her. She was just a kid. She was, what, 13, 12, 13, Wow. Took her with her and uh, put her in school. And uh, saw her all through high school until she got a job. Yeah, yeah she took her over all that time. And you were close with Lupi? Yeah, because she never married. She was always at home. Yeah. And uh, for a few, uh, for a while, quite a while, up um, hmm, the one the home on Judson, um, the street we took you to, she was my my roommate. Okay. Yeah, yeah for a long time. In, in El Sereno? No, this is uh, Boyle Heights. Oh, Boyle Heights. Heights. Oh, that's right. And yeah. then we moved to to um, El Sereno by the state college, mm -hmm. and uh, she was still my my roommate till I got married, and she was my maid of honor. Oh, because we were so close. Even yeah. though she was a lot older, she was already always there for me. Because yeah. I never got any attention from my mother, my nobody. I was a kid, so I'd get out of the way. I was in the way. Yeah. But she would take me to movies, and not just junk. It was at the newsreel <laughs> downtown. <laughs> That's the kind of movies she, she would take to the me newsreel. to. And she had the nicest car, Chevy, mm, brand new. The movies then were uh, a newsreel and a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the movie. But she would take me out and buy me whatever I want and all that. And uh, um, and uh, she wouldn't give me her full attention because she had her life too. She had a job. She had a lot of girlfriends. And then she had her car. She would take trips and all that. And, um, very independent. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she finally... Um, after I got married, she finally bought a house in Irvine, found a job down there, and stayed there until she passed away. Wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With Terry nearby. 
Terry, Pokerover, right. yeah, yeah. Terry, yeah. So, um, yeah, she was very smart and musical. She's the one that taught Grandpa the guitar. Oh, really? Yeah, Grandpa only played the violin. Oh, okay. So, is very, she plays by ear. She played piano. She played a cello, all by ear. Wow. She never took lessons. Impressive. Yeah, and so, um, and my dad taught her, and she was so little. She said, I was so little, he sent me in the block because I, I couldn't, I could barely, but my dad taught her. Yeah. And so, uh, she taught uh, my grandpa guitar, and that's where he picked it up. Yeah. That's and great. So, Lupi, Grandpa, and my brother Lou, they used to sing a lot together in different places. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then my sister Natty would sometimes, it, it was a quartet, you know. So they would sing a lot in different places. Yeah, but. Well, number eight is Joe Delgado. So Joe. How about Joe? Joe was, let me see. Joe I've met a few times, I remember Joe. He was in the Air Force. He was based in Alaska. And I was still a kid, maybe 11, 12 years old. He was in the Air Force in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and, um, and yeah. so, but, you know, I, they were older, and they left the house. I never was really close to them. Yeah. I remember walking, he came home and didn't let anybody know. He went to surprise the family. But because he and Lupi were right next to each other in the family line, they were very close. Mm. So I remember we're in the kitchen, Lupi and I washing dishes, and then he walks. Now, of course, Loopy goes crazy. And I'm just standing there looking at him. Because right. they hadn't seen each other in a while? Well, yeah, he was in the... He had oh, been, you were seeing, like, not recognizing who he was. I knew who he was, but, but oh, he he's, had no, he's my uh, brother. Emotional and, attachment. No. So I... So he left the house pretty much at 18. You know, no, the, uh, he, uh, he was there till I was, um, I think, junior high. Mm -hmm. He started dating Joyce, he got engaged, and in fact I was in their wedding, mm. uh, but I think I was like 15, so I can't remember. And I was he very, had, uh, of course, uh, Jeffrey, Janice, Jesse, Joshua, Jonathan, all J's. All J's. <laughs> Jeffrey was um, a hit wow. and ride. And what was Joe's wife's name? Joyce. Joyce, all J's. <laughs> all J's. Seven J's. The J, com the J family. <laughs> But he's very artistic, very artistic. Yeah, um, or didn't he paint like a mural uh, on the library a, or something? Oh, uh, Almani, the city hall. Oh, uh, the he city has hall, a whole yeah, wall. Yeah. yeah, I have a picture of it somewhere. But um, very artistic. In fact, when he had his kids and they got their home, in fact, he still has a home, I think, a whole wall he would paint, like for the girl. It was mm -hmm. all Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, a mural. And he would yeah. do that for the kid, but he was handy with his hands too. And um, for we, around the area, there was what they called Biscalu Center. Yeah. It was like a, like a prison for young kids. It was a sheriff by the sheriff. So and you eventually kind of got to know him. And he family. was. He worked there. Yeah. And um, he, he that's where he, he told Grandpa about it. They needed needed help, and Grandpa started. At the prison? At, uh, at, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, I, I don't think you call it a prison, a detention home, oh, I guess okay. you call it, yeah. 
So it was quite new for Grandpa, and then they needed Did they somebody. Did just go there to witness or? The work. Or to work. Yeah, because Grandpa and I were engaged, so he needed a job. So any, any job he could get, because he was in college. So he had to be working part-time at least. What would he do there? Well, they were teaching crafts to the mm -hmm. kids who were in prison there. Is this like a juvenile yeah. place? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so they were younger. But then there was, my brother told him about this, and nobody wanted to do it. It was a special classes for mentally retarded kids. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to work with them. Yeah. Because it was like from age 12, um, and but they all had that mental age of five, six. Five, yeah. and, and so, um, but Grandpa volunteered. And they were in juvie, so it's like... <laughs> Twice as yeah, and you had to teach them crafts. Well, you know the, yeah. the work they're going to do. That of a four-year-old, five-year-old, you know, it's not the best. And Grandpa loved it. Yeah. And they liked him. He was getting some getting used to, but he liked it. But some of these kids even would take the bus by themselves. You know, they were trying to teach him to do things by themselves. So he was there quite a while. I'm a little confused because... This is juvie, so they can't leave? Or this is like a no, separate uh, place that no, kids would come to and then leave? No, there was completely different. The mentally retarded was a completely different class. And they oh, were all I teaching see, Joe and some other guys, and, and Grandpa were teaching the, the juvenile hall. But somehow they told Joe, my brother, about these uh, mentally nobody wanted to teach them. So that's them. where they did the crafts. It was okay. very hard. Yeah. Uh, to, and they just couldn't face it. So Grandpa went, and he, he loved it. So, yeah, so, so he they, worked there for a while. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, and so um, he did that, but he's always worked for the city, mm -hmm. and um, became very active uh, with the city of Almani. Sometimes he sang the 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 uh, national anthem and different things, and he just came so many with friends with so many of the city folk, civil, civil leaders, civil. City leaders, yeah, and so um, he got to sing, so he would get to do a lot of things, you know. So what was his main job? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? How he, he did so many things. I know, he just worked for the know. city. Worked yeah. for the city, okay. Yeah, but... Uh, wow, good little Joe. But he was in the Air Force, yeah. He's still with us. Yep. Yeah. I saw him at uh, the wedding, and the wedding. with a cane, but he's... He's in his 80s now. So. Yeah, he just seems like a sweet guy. Mm -hmm. He's funny. He's and, a um, joker. This this I didn't notice before, but I guess his first son passed away at a young age, Jeffrey. We were, um, my sister Ruby had a house in El Monte, and it was very kind of ranch-like, and um, they had, uh, when she bought it, they were, I guess the former owners raised chickens and rabbits. So she had rabbit hutches all around and chicken cages and all that and she had a big party one time in her backyard and of course in those remote areas you don't have street lights mm -hmm. and I guess it was time to leave and Joe was leaving and Jeffrey ran out into the street I got hit by a car got hit by a car I don't think he stopped the car didn't stop. I don't think I don't run. know. I don't even know what the result was if they ever found him, but but he didn't make it. He oh, was still sure. alive when they went to the hospital. My sister Ruby went to see him. He was talking to her and all that, but he didn't make it. And that was their first child that died. Yeah. The first child that they had, the oldest. 
And so that that was pretty hard for him. Very hard. Oh yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Be. So, but the the other ones are uh, doing good as far as oh I'm yeah, Janice mm -hmm. and Jesse and Janice is in Josh. Florida. Not Florida, Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Yeah, when Matt was there, they used to meet together oh, really? with other okay. cousins. And um, of course, um, Jesse. Uh, no, the Joshua. older one, uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey he lives in Hawaii. He's been there for a while. Really likes it. Jeffrey, I thought, is the one that passed away as a kid. Jeffrey, and and then jo let me see. Jeffrey passed Who's away. Um, Joshua and Jonathan. And Jesse and Janice. <laughs> so one of them lives in Florida. Jerry. Jerry. You're missing one? Am I missing one? Maybe. Yeah. Jerry, he lives in Hawaii. Oh. He's got two kids. Maybe I thought Jesse was No, Jerry. there's no Jesse. There's no Jesse. Okay. No. So Jerry. I... Jerry. <laughs> and sometimes he comes if there's a... a, a sometimes there was one time where the family met over at Francine's house across the street in the park. I and can't so recursive well. That's what, that's what yeah. happened. <laughs> but they flew over. They flew over. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry and... and uh, I'm trying to think of his wife's name. Hmm. See? When I don't see them often, I forget. Sure. Raquel? Rachel. No, Raquel. I'll remember later. Oh. But the other two boys are here in California. Uh, one has his doctorate, and the other one, I, I don't know what he does, mm -hmm. but I think he's got a degree, too. So. It's an amazing when you consider kind of the the initial poverty everyone grew up in, that basically everyone did okay. Mm -hmm. They kind of grew up and had... And I guess when you, you know, have parents that tell you, you can do it. Houses and jobs and... Yeah, and, you, you know. don't need help, you can do it. Yeah, everyone... And we never were out asking for help. Pretty much, we did, and if we didn't class, have it, we waited. Yeah. Well, look how long they waited for a house. Okay, yeah. Twelve kids later. You know. And we all worked for. I mean, no one, you know, ended up in prison or mm -mm. anything bad. Nope. That's good. Mm -hmm. So uh, next is this number nine, Oswald. Oswald served Oswald. in the army. Wow. I remember he was in Italy. Not World War Two, though. That's. Oh, that's what uh, no, no, it's peacetime. In after. fact, I think it was about the same time that Joe was in Alaska. Yes. Because they're very close in Aussie, age. as you sometimes mm -hmm. call them. And from what I remember, he was so he was in high school, I think 11th grade and or 12th grade, and uh, my brother Joe had already left, and mm -hmm. he was so sad and lonely that he quit school and joined the Army. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um... So he was, yeah, he came back, and um, I remember he would buy me gifts, and to me they were so, to me they were so expensive. Why is he spending all this money? I still have a purse they bought me from, remember Avon, the, the cosmetic yeah, company, they yeah. go around, they have representatives. I was just a little kid, he buys me this purse, that's for an <laughs> older lady, but, and that, and that made me feel so, oh my. So I must be responsible. Yeah. Trust me with it. You didn't and have it, any money to put in it, but you had the purse. But I have the purse, and I still have it. Still have it. Yeah, and um, and he would send me stuff from Italy, mm -hmm. you know, 
and uh, things like that. So, uh, well, you, you would when you got the um, the pickle in the Hershey's, you know, you could <laughs> put that in the purse, pay yeah. for it with the purse. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so he was, and then he came back. Oswald came back, yeah, and what did he do? started working, and then he met Ruth. At that time, we were very close to another church in East L.A., Spanish-speaking church, and we would meet a lot. The youth would meet a lot in the congregation. We'd do things together, and uh, and Ruth, his wife, was a piano player, and her, his, her father was a pastor, and uh, she was a piano player. And she just died recently, I think last year. Oh, really? And so they got married, had two kids, yeah. And, um, and what did he do f uh, for work? You know, he he tried the sheriffs. But from what I understand, it was so hard for him to, to see. He tried to be a sheriff? He, he joined the, um, it's like a... Police academy, like what? The police academy. No, it was no. a sheriff's department. Sheriff's but department. when they're, um, I see them around here. They're not complete. Park rangers. No, it, it, they're sheriffs, but they're Army almost patrol? like a, a, um, volunteer patrols or something like that. Oh, okay. But he started going with some of these um, where they would go in like arrest people. Yeah, and um, but he they considered him. An employee for the sheriff's department because that yeah. was his ambition to become one and so okay but it was very hard for him to see all this he's a very very sensitive tender mm -hmm. person yes the way they had to treat these prisoners or the ones that were arrested not only that the situations they would walk into mm, yeah. maybe somebody beaten up maybe a wife beaten up by her and he couldn't stand seeing all that or the kids being uh, hurt or something like that. So he, he quit. Mm -hmm. So he became uh, a, it was like a foundry. I think it was a Ford foundry, uh, a guard, what is it, security guard? Yeah. He was there for a long time. Ford and they, cars. And, yeah. And, yeah. And I think, uh, I think they, or they think, or like from what I hear, it's from breeding all that stuff. Just like my brother Benny. He was a oh, foundry. Yeah. They breed all that stuff. And he got cancer. And I remember oh, seeing yeah. him. I went to see him when he was dying. And his back was a huge ball like this. Ooh. Just like that. Yeah, just... And I went to see him. He was dying already. And, and Grandpa and I walk in and, and um, very talkative, very friendly. He was super friendly. And he was, he was a jokester. Mm -hmm. And funny. He could imitate, and he was our. Most of our brothers were artists. In fact, that little bike in there. Yeah. He made that. Oh wow. He would make out of out of just different wood stuff. I have other stuff that that he's made. Uh, it was very handy with his hands, and um, so he he um, he didn't make it. So uh, his Good. wife so took he, him home. So he, he wanted could. to do something in kind of law enforcement yeah. or security. Mm -hmm. But he just couldn't stand to see what yeah. was going on. But of course, so he had he, uh, David and Martha. Yes. And two kids. And do you remember them? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Dave was pretty much removed from the family. He still mm. is. I don't know why. Okay. And Martha, is, uh, she lives up in Arrowhead. She's in real okay. estate. And so is her husband. And... Um, so she kept a, 
I think she finally can't, I don't know if she got another house closer to her for her mom, because she got real sick, and she passed away too. Oh, so she's oh, not okay. Martha's mom. Hmm. Yeah, so she's not alive. So it's just Martha and David and their children that are alive from that family. Yeah. So Ozzy, you, you saw growing up, because he... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Was yeah, uh, I was very little when he joined the, the army, and when he came back, uh, just maybe 12 years old or so. Then he married, so he wasn't around that much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, number 10. We're up to 10. Natalie. Natalie. Natalie Bai? Yeah, well, it's not Bai anymore. It's not Bai anymore. Uh, it, she said uh, Bai to Bai. Now that she, Natty lost her second husband, moved back into her house, uh, she was all by herself there. And so Eric moved in with her, and, and um, which worked out well because where he was living, a lot of college kids, he's close to the college, Irvine, and they were taking over, and he works at night. So he had to sleep during the day. So these, these kids, noise all over oh, yeah. the night. So. <laughs> He phoned his mom, and Mom, can I move in with you? He says, perfect, Aaron. I'm by myself now. I need somebody. So he's moved in. Yeah, so he's he's probably early 50s years old. Yeah. Yeah, and never married. Yeah. But he's got a fiancé up north somewhere. And, but a uh, really nice guy. Those you Irvine kids. Very <laughs> noisy. Yeah. And so, um, so now she's widowed the second time, and that second marriage was a... <laughs> Daddy, I feel like shaking her. Where were you? Why didn't you say something? She was alone by her a long time. Divorced, and of course, you know, Ron's up north in his ranch and married some other girl in a mess. In a mess. And, um, and had nothing to do with the kids. So she's been on her own all this time. So um, we have a big picnic. The family, our family picnic had it. And Louis, my brother, invites this friend of his that he's known for years, one of his supporters, his missionaries. And he meets my, my sister, Natty. Oh, of course, he fell in love with her, and finally she marries him, all that. He's got a beautiful home, and and um, he'd been retired for a while, but um, he had his own business and all that, so he wasn't poor. And his family gave her so much trouble, just... You know, made her feel terrible. She did it for this, for his money and all that. And come to find out, she signed up. What do you call it? A waiver? Prenup. What were you thinking about? Uh, you weren't thinking. How can mm. nobody knew? Yeah. And left her to everything to his kids. And he became like an invalid, and she took care of him. I said, Natty, he wanted a caretaker, and you were the right race. That's what he saw. Oh. She many Christmas. She still doesn't learn. Harsh. She landed up with nothing. I said, let it go. His, his kids, three kids, already adults that have their whatever. They were anxious to sell his home. And I said, get out of there as soon as you can. You've got your home. Forget about it. And I uh, just start all over again. Left her nothing. And she took care of him until he died. Wow. And when the daughters found out, she signed this prenup. 
nobody could believe it. She told nobody. Wow, and at the last day she was in a wheelchair. She'd wheel him everywhere, doctors everywhere. Stayed with him till he died and left her nothing. So his stuff just I went said, to his I sure know how to pick him. Just <laughs> so, um, yeah, so um, she lives in Irvine. I wish we were closer. Yeah. Because we, we get along very well. She went through a lot as a kid, you know, like we did. We were very... Yeah, she's the in between to us. Yeah. In, in age. Yeah. Is she the one? I mean, when um, when you had to start taking a bus, like someone showed you the ropes. No, that was Lupe, the one that never well, that married. Yeah, yeah, we okay. became roommates, and um, and so she she. Would this take is how me. you get to school. This mm -hmm. is how the bus and uh -huh. this path. And okay, that's, mm -hmm. she's the one. And after that, sometimes I wouldn't even board the bus. I'd walk all over the city, yeah. just exploring. Exploring. <laughs> but I'd have my, my jewel ready in case somebody... Yeah, came. exactly. Yeah. But, no, I'd walk down Brooklyn Avenue. It was like New York. Remember? I mean, not anymore that Mexicans took over. Yeah. But it was just like New York. And it was Brooklyn Avenue. Nor Cesar Chavez. They named the name. They changed the name. But I had my favorite hot dog place. And he was a guy, a Polish guy, a Polish Jew. Mm -hmm. He made the best hot dogs. Let's see. Tell me your secret. Oh no, no, I can't tell you. What's what's the pickles and Hershey story? Pickles and Hershey. Oh, there's one time back in those days. If you bought a fridge or stove, it came in a crate. Mm -hmm. It was cardboard with a wooden frame. So once my mom, I don't know what she bought, but it's big enough for me to turn. And this is by myself. I'm just a kid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I put it right in the middle of her garden where she got rid of her birdcage. I put it right there and I cut a door. And and it was big enough to put a little table and chair in there. I cut windows out. And I can't remember what I used, but I guess I went to my dad's tool house and nobody took care of me. I did what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. right? And my favorite thing was going to the butcher. And Joe, they put the pickles in jars, you know. Give me a pickle. And he wrap it up. Sure, nickel. Then I go over to Nick. Nick, I need a Hershey. They put them in, in a, you know, cases. And give me a Hershey, five cents. I'd sit in my 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 uh, my little house there. Yeah. Eat my pickle and knit up with a Hershey. Little place of your own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, I didn't have money, so I, I go to my mother's purse mm -hmm. and take it out of her purse. She never knew. It's only 10 cents. I stole, stole it. Well, back then, you know, yeah. I got a pickle and a Hershey, and there was those, those big pickles that, that they put in jars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, sweet but and was, sour. Yeah, in those days, you had your neighborhood stores. Yeah. Yeah, every neighborhood had a, a store. Bit. Yeah, and those, they were the um, Glavianos. They were, they were Jewish. I'm not uh, well, just Jewish, that Italian. You, you know, to see a five-year-old walking down to the store <laughs> by herself yeah. and back. Yeah, we were two houses away from the store. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it was just walking. And the next one, the next block, Don Juanito, we knew him too. He was Mexican. And this yeah. one, these were Italian, and he was... Uh, so if they didn't have something, I'd have to walk to Don Juanito's, the next neighborhood. Yeah. It's a great but, story. Uh, and then, too, you know, it, it, um, when I was a kid... Um, the bread man came around because wives back then, mm -hmm. uh, like the Helms, uh, they drove. They didn't have money to buy the second car. Yeah, they couldn't be going to the market, and um, and because um, was there also a diaper person? A diaper. 
collect the cloth diapers. Oh yeah, deliver. They Delivered. take the dirty ones and wash them for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we get people, uh, a guy would drive his wagon with a horse and call it Ragman. Any yeah. rags you had, he'd take them. Because you all would have been cloth diapers at yeah. that time. Yeah. The grocery man, Verdulero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he'd come and lift the thing. And all the ladies come out, buy their vegetables. Good humor man. Uh, and um, yeah. we had the to, beginning, uh, the old man, Mr. Oh, I forget his name. Ugly old man. He was the <laughs> nicest guy. Push cart. Nice, but ugly. He could barely push the cart, but he sell ice cream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Push the cart through the neighborhood. Yeah. Anyone sell corn? Corn? No. Yeah, no. But we had, oh, the ice map. See, we didn't have refrigerators. I saw out. that in Highland Park. There was a grilled corn person who would push oh, yeah. a cart. Oh, yeah. In Mexico, they do all the yeah. corners. <laughs> we didn't have refrigerators. We have ice boxes. Ice boxes. And so we have to have an ice man. Mm -hmm. So eventually, I don't know how old I was, we got a refrigerator. That's why you had to have an ice man. And you see my ice. Yeah. yeah. You put a leather thing on it. Thing. You had the uh, the clothes hangers out. You know, stringing up the clothes on the. For. On the on the, the clothes. Uh, the clothesline. The clothesline. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had the the with a. Yeah, the pins. Yeah, I use them for my lines there. <laughs> but yeah. we had to hang clothes. Yeah, if you had any wash, there was no dryers. Yeah. You know, and of course the washers, it would wash by hand, but then you had to wring them. And mm. They had rollers, and I remember catching my hands twice. They were painful. To, to, to get the water, instead of wringing them, there was these rollers. They were electric. They were attached to the washer, and you'd stick them in there, and it would squeeze the water, and they come out through the other end. You pull it out, and then hang them up. Well, I cut my hands one time because when you, I started washing my own clothes at eleven. Wow. Then you go hang them up, and there were no dryers. Yeah. Yeah. So all clothesline. So women worked at that and, uh, back at that time. Yeah. Yeah, and so we had to have a nice man. And uh, so he'd come and he had to If you to wanted to chop. iron something, you had to put it on the fire? And uh, no, not that far away. Not th okay. <laughs> no, we didn't have steam irons. You, you sprayed. Oh, you sprayed, okay. I remember spraying them when I got married. I was spraying grandpa's clothes. <laughs> yeah. And then you spray them all, you fold them up, put them in a bag, plastic bag so they won't dry. Hmm. Then you start ironing one at a time. So you're not never thought about spraying as you go. I don't know why not. Yeah. But well, they would spray. They would spray it with their hand. We didn't have the spray bottle. Wow. You get to and kind of this type of thing, then roll them up and put them in yeah. a plastic bag. And, and no vacuum, all sweeping. You know. Uh, well, we had. Gee, uh, I don't even remember when we had a vacuum. <laughs> it was all sweeping. All sweeping, yeah. They had carpet sweepers. You know what those are? Mm, yeah. It just picks up the lint, and there's no motor to it. But uh, back then, only your front room was was uh, was carpeted. Okay. So. The rich were linoleum. Yeah. Yeah. So women worked back then. Yeah. Yeah. They worked no back kidding. then. There was a lot, lot yeah. to do. So um, yeah. So they so they had to have all these servicemen come to the to the street. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but but to us, it was a fun to see the Iceman come because there was a coach uh, with a horse-drawn coach. Yeah. And, of course, when he goes to chop your ice, and I have a pick, too. It's, uh, it's metal. It's yeah. iron. 
he would cut it to the size of your square. Okay, They're not yeah. cut to your side. He had to do it. They're on the wagon. It's a wagon. Of course, there's chips all over the place. Of course, the kids are just waiting for that. So he'd go in the houses to deliver, and we'd run and get our big ice chip just to suck on it. Yes. <laughs> then he'd start, and we'd hang on the coach as he started his horse. We'd hang in and get a ride. Get a ride. There yeah. You go. So, so it was fun living, <laughs> being a kid there. Yeah. But, uh, this, um, I was going to say, was there a, a hair cutter that would come around? But you would probably not. A hair cutter? Well, in, in, in some small towns back in the day, there was like the hair cutter would come to town once a month and uh, cut all the kids' hair. No, we had the local. Who cut fact, your hair? My sister. Your sister cut your hair. My Which sister, Frances, because her, her husband was a very good. Um, um, Barber, yes. I guess you call it. Yeah. So she learned a lot from him. Oh, okay. So she used to do all her hair cutting. And um, I remember once I had naturally curly hair. Mm -hmm. I, I lost it. but So she gives me a permanent. I do not need a permanent. <laughs> they start calling me Fuzzy Wuzzy because it just yeah. curls all <laughs> over the place until it wears off. It takes about six months. Yeah. But I, oh, I was so mad. <laughs> But, uh, and also, this is before air conditioning, so it probably got pretty hot in that house, uh -huh. right? Was it a two-story? It was one-story, but... No. And still L.A. in the summer, you know? Very hot, even though it was a very high ceiling. That's the why you were, like, on the porch and, and uh, outside. They had, I think they had... I can't remember. I don't know if they had attics. I don't know. But our house was very big, but uh, and it stayed pretty cool. But there were, I remember, nights where um, my dad and mother would sleep out on the front porch on yeah. the front. And I remember Lupi and I, we, it was really a, um, it, it, it had been a duplex, so we cut it in half. It was, had been a former kitchen with a service porch, so it was big. That was after my all my brothers moved out. That was a boys' room. All five boys used to sleep yeah. there. <laughs> But it was big, but sometimes we'd open the door and just sleep on the floor just to cool off. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I remember doing that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't remember being at this bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe because I was a kid and, you know, when you're a kid, what do you know? It's amazing you guys all survived. Yeah. <laughs> you had guardian angels. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. number 11 is Louie. Delgado. Louie. Your buddy Louie. Lucky Louie. No. He was... I... He's he closest. was very special to my parents because he very early knew he wanted to be a pastor. Yeah. So your mom liked that. Uh-huh. Um, He's a missionary. Yeah, and he was... Um, he gave you your a, piano. Yeah, that's his yeah. piano. Yeah, but he always belonged to Bible teaching. He, he was never home. He was off, especially with my older brother being a pastor. He was mm -hmm. always taking him different places. He also went to Biola, and he graduated from Biola, and uh, uh, not Talbot, uh, the other one. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Fuller? Fuller Fuller Seminary, yeah. yeah. And uh, even though he, he and his wife are very involved with Biola, uh, she with him, especially with the yeah. women, and... Uh, 
and um, you and walk in there and you mention his name and in the offices and you know who they are. And he would he would go to Mexico all the time, right? Yeah, made a lot Mexico. of trips. And, but he thought he'd started a pastor, and he did. He started his church. Uh, I only had, um, uh, I remember Steve was a baby. I remember he was almost newborn. Your mm -hmm. dad, when I went to visit his church, and we decided it was in a home. But then he just decided, no, this is not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he started, um, I don't know if that happened right away, but he, there was a big... They called on the Mexican, the Latin Billy Graham. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember his name, but he was all over Latin America, and he joined them and uh, traveled all over Latin America with him and led all the music because he's the musically inclined. Yeah, he played the violin, and his wife also played the piano and the violin. Oh, so he would go to Central America, South America, oh, all as long over. as it was Latin, he was there. I'm yeah, trying to remember yeah. his name. is so well known. And they called him the Mexican Billy Graham. So he was there for years. So, um, and so that's when he, they moved. They were newlyweds, and they moved yeah. to Mexico. And um, then they came back, and then they, I think they were here for a while. Because I think the kids, I don't know how about the kids on that happened, whether they were born or what, but... But then all the kids got to live in Mexico and go to school there and all that. Yeah. Um, We're talking about Bettina, Paul, and Noel. Mm hmm And of course, uh, two sisters married two brothers. Right. In the English. Oh, uh, in England, yeah. In England, yeah. Yeah. Bettina went to, what's that college back east? Oh, uh, well, um, She even knows... She went to go into, um, you know, a psychiatrist. Uh, not a psychiatrist, what do you call it? Counselor or a uh, therapist? Maybe, I don't know, I forget what you call it. Nearmore. It was very famous, a Christian oh, okay. one. Sometimes she got, became friends, and he really counseled her and, and a lot of that. And so, but she kept going to, I know it was back east, she went to school. And then she came back here, but she's got her doctorate. Yeah, wow. Got her doctorate, and um, she lives in England. Yeah, she. Or, uh, oh, the UK. Well, she was in Mexico. She met what's his name, Richard. Richard. Oh, interesting. I don't know what he was doing there. Yeah. Met Richard, and of course, um, I don't know where her sister met uh, her husband. Mm. But um, so uh, yeah, they got married and. They were here when, I guess Richard already always had in mind being a missionary. Yeah. He always wanted to be a missionary. Wow. Yeah, so. And uh, what's Paul up to? Paul has, uh, he's, he's a teacher. He's a teacher? Okay. Right now he's in, in Mexico visiting his sister. Oh. Not Mexico, in England. In England. Yeah. I think he took the whole family. I think it's their first time in England oh, as a family. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but they really like England, so do their kids. When they're down here, they're not too happy here. Yeah. In fact, yeah. the oldest oldest is in Biola, but as soon as she gets a chance to leave, she leaves. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she goes to school, and that's it. But. Now, I was just thinking, Jason Chavez, his father is Nacho. Who's he married to? I um, forget. That 
family. I do. The boys, I don't know I don't anything know. about them. Yeah, I, f I forget who his grandparents are. But, um, oh, Cell. Cell and Angie. My, oh, okay. Yeah, that's her grandfather. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cell and Angie had Sarah. Angie had Sarah. Sarah married Ignacio. They uh -huh. had Jason. Okay, mm -hmm. that's right. Jason and, and a girl and two boys and a girl. Two boys, yeah. <coughs> you know your stuff. And I don't know the name. Of. Don't ask me the name. <laughs> and then um, the other daughter has three. Yeah. The one older girl went to um, where Jamie was, Azusa Pacific. Oh, okay. Well. She's already married with a kid. And she's got another girl and a boy. And John, the son, left very young. Mm -hmm. He's um, in medicine. Uh, my brother, Sal, always pushed him and expected him to be a pastor. Well, he didn't want to be one. Like and I guess it, it, it really got to him that almost insistent. And so he left. He moved to Washington. Mm -hmm. Became... Um, I think a nurse on the plane. And so now I hear he moved out to Florida. Oh, but he's still in medicine. And I think he just flies around to emergencies and whatever. He really likes his job. But he cool. did not want to be a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so he um, comes once in a great while. You and Louie would pal around together? Not really. No? Okay. Three years apart. Because he was older and he had yeah. always busy doing something. But he, I know he was in the Bible club when I first entered high school. He was a senior and he was a president of the Bible club. Yeah. A big Bible club. So I'm guessing your parents didn't use birth control. Huh? <laughs> they don't believe in that. They don't it's believe in sin. birth control. Yeah. That's right. The Pope said so. The Pope. So you were That's the last why you one. Married. Yeah. You were number so, twelve. But yeah, so um yeah, Louis was already very already Bible contest at Church of the Open Door they had church uh, a Bible contest between schools. Mm. Because every school had a Bible club. Not anymore. Like what's a Bible club? And so they competed and um they came in first, but Louis was on it. Mm -hmm. And so uh they went back east to compete. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember. They got, I think they got first place. I can't remember. They got a special Bible for being um, yeah. one of the winners. And um, and I remember going into going to see one of the competitions of Church of the Open Door. And there was four representing our school, Roosevelt, against another school. And one of them couldn't show up. And he said, Mercy, you gotta sit in. I said, You gotta be kidding. I don't even know what you're. I can't do it. Just sit there. You don't have to answer. You just raise <laughs> your hand and just sit there. I couldn't do it. So they talked Talked this girl that was sister to one of the contestants, you know. She said, And she just sat there because she didn't know any of the questions, but they needed four people up there. And they won. So they got to go back east and compete. Wow. And that's where he got this special Bible, and I felt so bad for him because we were at church one time, and <clears throat> he put it on top of somebody's car, his car, I think. And he was talking to somebody. He took off. <laughs> the car, the car God, it was there, and oh, he no. lost it. 
he didn't know where. I just flew off the car and was oh he felt sick, you know. So, but that um, that Bible club, I, I tried to join because it was so big. But it was this old lady. <coughs> she was a Spanish teacher. She she wasn't Latin, but thought Louis was the greatest. So I come in. And I join the club. After, oh why can't you do? Do this just like Louis. Why can't you do that just like Louis? It isn't just because I'm not Louis. And that was it. I quit. All she did was compare me to my brother. Yeah. I quit. I never went back. So she resigned. So she uh, she retired. She was an old lady. But I'm telling you, some people just ruined it for me. I was really looking forward to it. And, and little by little, the uh, Bible clothes faded away. But even junior high, we had Bible clubs. Home back to junior high. There was a Bible club. My Spanish teacher was he, but there was only like four kids would come, mm -hmm. and uh, was uh, I think well, kids were afraid to have their finger pointed at them because it was mostly uh, Catholic. What was the name of your high school? Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Just across the street from yeah, about a block. Oh yeah, almost across the street. And I'm looking at these dates. May twenty fifth, nineteen thirty nine. A day that will live in infamy. Very famous day. Yes. Yeah. The date of your birth. So, your mom had twelve kids by age thirty nine. Yeah, it's impressive. You know, not not even forty yet. So. Yeah. And I don't know how she even raised it because she knew nothing, never went to school. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> so when I think back, and I have plenty of complaints, but I figure, boy, she never educated this uneducated woman, and yet she follows through. And and I think through it, and in fact, Natty and my sister, and we were talking the other day, and she was here. Um, her house was never a mess. Mm. With all those kids, it was never a mess. Wow. Everything had to be put away and cleaned. And she was up by five, had tortillas, freshly made, put on the beams, cleaning the house. And always ready to receive company. She must really like kids. Oh, she loved kids. <laughs> yeah. She really loved kids, but it was make me jealous. Because I remember one time we were at a park and it was, a, I don't know what you call it, it's a thing like that. It spins around and you hop on it. She was sitting on it with some kids and and, and I was so jealous. Why is she doing that with me? Yeah. Yeah. Actually she fell off of it. <laughs> she had spun around and just <laughs> Yeah, so um yeah, um uh, I don't think she wasn't really counting on me to to be born. Yeah. She had know. quit with Louie and then but three years later. Yeah, and um, so I guess I ruined a lot of her plans. I guess she had plans to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't remember her spending a lot of time with me. Yeah, but you were her shadow. That's so, how I learned. Yeah. Just by watching. And I never really asked questions. I just learned by watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, but did, and, was, did, was she cold to you? No, it just seems she's always full. busy with other things. Yeah. And there was always people at her house, uh, always ladies. I come home from school and they were there. 
and so they get the attention. Yeah. And um, and uh, I come home even high school. Yeah, I think I was used to it by then. Mm -hmm. I'd come home and she did a lot of homework. She'd be sitting outside, and I'd sit and talk to her yeah. for a little while, but she was busy. I mean, did you, did you ever get like spanked or punished or you know? We never got spanked. That's yeah. Oh no, not with my parents. Oh, they demanded respect. You're pretty because, behaved. Yeah. Uh, they respected get to that us. Point. Yeah, they respected us, and you respect everybody else. And my dad made me cry one time because we were very close to Lincoln Park, mm -hmm. and my nieces, from Ines, you know, the ones that we were my age, we decided to walk to Lincoln Park. We were very, too young to be more south, all the way to Lincoln Park. Now, Lincoln Heights is pretty dangerous. And so we're in the front room, and my dad's sitting there, and somebody came up with, oh, they walked all the way to, and my dad turns around and says, you walked all the way to Lincoln Park by yourself? That's all he had to say. I saw his face, and I felt so bad that I had disappointed him, I started crying. But he never laid a hand on me. Yeah. You just explained to me, you know, just don't do that, and blah, 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 blah. And that's the only time I ever, he never reprimanded me, never scolded me. And um, we respected him so much that we didn't want to disobey or, or hurt him in any way. Yeah. He was that kind of father. Yeah. And, um, and uh, with his Bible all the time. Yeah. At night, um, sometimes I'll actually went to the room and he was already at the edge of his bed, bed praying. Yeah. So also very loving and very loving. Caring. Yeah. yeah. And my mom he was always on his lap or, yeah. yeah. Um, and my mom, I was uh, about 12 years old and I had taught my about 12, 11, 12. I taught myself to read Spanish. To me it was just simple because mm -hmm. I spoke it. So I taught myself to read. She was learning how to read. She had learned how to sign her name. Can you yeah. imagine already her 12th kid uh, that age, and she was, had just learned how to write her name so she would sign. Otherwise, it was always the X. So she was so excited about that. She was learning how to read. So we take turns listening to her. To your mom. Yeah, and I remember sitting with her and because I knew how to read Spanish. And how I picked it up was beyond me. <laughs> Nobody taught me. I just figured it out. And so, and it was, it was very simple to me. And um, so I'd sit next to her and listen to her read. And I was already, you know, 12 kids after she was learning just reading. Yeah, and her, her textbook was a Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she'd get all excited I mean, did, did because... You, did her, your school have books in Spanish or the library? Or... A, a books in Spanish? Yeah. Not that, I so, don't know. I never I, even looked for them. Okay, so... No, no. Um, I would check out like 10 books you know, from the library because I love to read and um, in grammar school. But we didn't have a library so a truck would come. You know where the, book truck. the <laughs> ends would go up yeah. and sometimes it would unload them and fill up a room. You know, But it was easier in this truck and you just go in the truck and pick what you want. And that's how it a would. A portable library. Yeah. And, uh, from that um, Bridge Street, that school that we showed you, where I went to uh, elementary school, it was that school where the truck would come. And uh, but it, it was hard because um, 
So when you lived in El Serena with Francis, um, was that the last house you lived in before you got married? Yes. Yeah. Well, no. It, it, once my, my mom's house was done, we moved in there. But I had just, with Francis, that's where I met Grandpa. Yes. Okay, then we moved to the house. They finished my mom's house. Then we moved, but I, I was still in school, like, for the last semester or so. And, and where was your mom's house that they finished? Uh, also in Alcerino. Yeah. I'm still considered Alcerino, but right next to the, the state college. Oh, I had okay. to walk all the way across the campus to get home. Because mm. they hadn't put a bus in. It was that new. And once they put a, pass, uh, a bus in there into the school for the students, then I could take three buses home <laughs> mm. instead of walking. So it took me three buses, but uh, I didn't want to transfer with my senior year. And so I talked to the registrar, and, and I asked him to let me stay there. I'd be willing to, to drive the bus uh, so long as I could graduate with my class. And he said that was fine. Mm -hmm. So there were times where Louis was at Biola already downtown, and he would drop me off, but I'd be the first one at school. It was so early. I'd be the first one. Nobody was around in the campus. I'd sit there, and then the ROTC would come, and I'd watch him. In March and the whole thing, then the kids start coming. But so that was kind of hard. Yeah, I had to get up really early. And when you lived in El Serena with Francis, Francis knew Alan Trudy just as neighbors. Oh yeah, because uh, um, she was there for years, both of them. Yeah. And Grandpa was, um, I think he was like eleven. When and, you when you moved there, yeah. Yeah, when when they moved in there and. Um, and of course, Ronnie. They only had Ronnie and, and Grandpa. Mm -hmm. And so she's known Grandpa for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so was your first time meeting Grandpa when he asked you out? <laughs> meeting him. Meeting. I knew who he was. He didn't know me. For some reason, and I can't remember the circumstance, I had met his parents at some function. And I had met his brother, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. And I had met Jerry, his cousin. And I used to see Grandpa, he always with a record in his hand. Walking around the playground, you know, and then he, his car, one of these, uh, <laughs> what do they call it? I'm telling you, he had this car and he pussy, but, but, but he didn't know who I was. And then he played one time for, against our school, and, he heard, and I heard that he was playing, he well, was he, a basketball player. He would see you through the window, of course. Well, no, he didn't know me. Okay. And, and so he played one time for against Roosevelt, and I thought, hmm, I never went to the games. I'll go see. I hear he's really great, and he was. And uh, he was a, a star, but he went, played for Wilson against Roosevelt, my school. That was that. You saw him play before you even met him? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then to I had to move with, with uh, Francis, Another big bus ride, and I had a long ways to walk. And so he'd be coming from school, from the upper end, from East LA, JC. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he was at Pepperdine. He got a scholarship to Pepperdine. It was one of the, he was in college anyway. Um, then he, he saw me, and he see me through the window when I'd get home. So he started asking around the neighbor next door. June. June, who <laughs> attended our youth group, our church. Yeah. But she had the hots for him. Mm. So she asked him, do you know that girl? And that's Francis' sister, really? 
Introduce it to me. And she wouldn't. She wanted for yeah, herself. She, uh, yeah, <laughs> Finally, she, he talked her into it. Mm -hmm. So, she arranged it. So she came along. Mercy, Jim wants to meet you. And I thought, well, I'm here. He said, no, he wants a, a date. You know, so she set it up. So I, and I used to see him all the time. I knew who he was, but he had never met me personally. So we met. Was it your idea to make it a double date? No, it was no. his. Oh, with, with Henry. Yeah. I had been Henry dating, Henry, yeah. like, four guys before Grandpa. Yeah. So never a double date. No, yeah. Like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just learning, yeah. Caleb. <laughs> and so, uh, and so he, uh, Came to the door, and uh, I think it was my sister that introduced us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so we got in the car, and I can't remember if his friend Henry, who was his best pal, they had been through school and all this together and all that. I can't remember, he was already in the car or what. But my niece came, so somehow I had to know ahead of time because it was my niece. Yeah, Angie. So it was a double date. And you uh, went to the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, so somehow. Maybe June, this girl arranged that too. I can't remember, Caleb. But anyway, she came along and she was uh, Henry's date, mm -hmm. Grandpa's best friend. So we went, all four of us went. Yeah. You probably thought you were more likely to say yes if it was a double probably date. Because so. it's yeah. a little more because casual. Because he already had been in the Army you know, and yes. all that jazz. Yeah, he was uh, one of the mature boys. Yeah. You know. In fact, he, he made fun of me one time because uh, he was a smoker. Mm -hmm. And when we were riding, he took out a brand new pack of says, Hey, Mercy, please open this for me. Why do you know? What, what do I know about smoking? There's a certain way to open a cigar pack. <laughs> Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yes. And so I opened the whole flip, and, <laughs> and he starts laughing. I said, what I do? And so she said, Henry, look, look at what she did. He thought it was funny. I didn't. Yeah. You know, how am I supposed to know? I'm not a non-smoker. I don't have the habit like you, you know. And so um, finally, they can. There's a way to open it. It's just a tip, mm -hmm. and that's why when they hit it like this, just one slips up. Oh. Yeah. Had you ever been to the Hollywood Bowl before that? That day. No, that was my first oh. time. Yeah, and back in those days, it was like fifty cents a seat. There were the nosebleed section. Yeah. But yeah. we only paid fifty cents. Of course, there was. Um, uh, um, how do you say his? His favorite kind of music. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah but uh, orchestra. But after that, I am. Well, he says that he knew after the first date that you were the one. Oh, he told Henry. Yeah. This is it, Henry. We're getting married. This is it. He said, "God, you gotta be kidding. You don't even know her." Because we are getting married. This is it. Yeah, he was. Uh, you know. I says I know. Sight. I was the only serious girl you ever dated. That's why. Because I was always very serious. I wasn't crazy at all. Yeah, but uh, before him... So how, always, how did you feel after that first date? I, you know, like I said, I had dated like four guys before. Mm -hmm. Oh, all kinds. And even one that had no manners at all from church had a beautiful Cadillac convertible, red interior. And the first date I went out with, I had a red dress, you know, and we got the looks, let me tell you. <laughs> But you think he'd walk up and get me? He honked the horn. Our first date. <laughs> oh, said, yeah. What is this? We get, he brings me back home. 
Well, yes, after I, got, I had to walk myself in, open my door, and forget you. Yeah. And this was right before, uh, right when I met Grandpa. So, um, so he he kept on calling, but you know Sally also had moved in with uh, Francis. Mm -hmm. Sally's first husband, Ralph, was his brother. See, they attended the same church, and uh, of course, one of the times he called, Sally answered, and I wasn't there, but he called to talk to me, and so Sally let him know, and I had told her I'm not interested in him, because I was already dating Grandpa, and so Sally told him, yeah, he's she's engaged, oh. <laughs> and so he quit calling. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't gonna go. She Christmas. But uh, all the other guys I, I dated were uh, yeah. out of school. I couldn't date guys my age that were too childish. I dated men. Yeah. So after but, the first date, you weren't like, he's the one, but you were interested in having a second date. I, you know, I, my sister just had him in a pistol. My sister Francis. I had known him since he was 11, okay? Yeah. I heard nothing but good things about him. June, the one that introduced us. Oh, Francis June. made a oh, yeah. vouch for him, made a case yeah. for him. Yeah, so June introduced us, boy, she, she, nothing but good things. In fact, at first, my first date, Francis, oh, she, yeah, let me feel, feel the tub of wood and salts and all this, and who's going on the date here, me or you? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, to be so, just yeah, right there's a little pressure. Him, and la, da, da, and so. But, um, no, he was totally different from all the ones I dated. Yeah. He was a gentleman and got a lot of attention. Yeah, and the others. I, um, I, I, this one of my girlfriends introduced me to a, a marine who was from the South, Kentucky. Super guy and all that. Really nice, but very prejudiced against the blacks. Mm. And I said, well. Some of my best friends are born. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, he kind of, and and later on, I guess to make me feel good, he sends me a picture of himself, in in the marine um, pet captain tent. He's working with a black, and like that's supposed to convince <laughs> me. Yeah, here's so proof. So we dated a long time, and um, and I noticed he was getting serious, and right about that time, they shipped him to Hawaii. Uh, and right about that time, they bought my mom's house. Mm -hmm. So I never let him know. We moved. And by the time he got shipped back here, I was already dating Grandpa. So he called my niece, and as soon as he found out, he, he didn't bother me. He figured, she's gone. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't going to marry anybody that hated blacks. And from the South. Oh. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, he treated me like a princess. Because he was an adult, he was in the Marine already, but just to know that, that just turned me off. Yeah. And there was others that, eh, I went a man. Yeah, and you guys, I believe, dated for about six months and then got engaged around Christmas? Yeah, he gave me a Christmas Eve, he gave me the ring, but we waited two and a half years. Two and a half years, We were yeah. engaged two and a half years, and I thought, well, that's simple. I mean, that's great, because I can always break it. Yeah. If I don't, but uh, we waited two and a half years, because he still wanted to finish, get his degree. 
Yeah, he was in school. And, then... mm-hmm. and I went from school straight to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so... he was at, um, was he at Union Bank at the time you got married? When we got married, yeah, he had started Union Bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I didn't drive. I was a bus girl. I bust everywhere. Yeah. And so when I started, they only got night positions open. So I could get there by the bus, but so he had to pick me up. I was going to take a bus in from downtown. You saw LM. You take a at midnight. Oh, he yeah. got me. Okay, no way. Just no, I'll pick you up, and he did every night. Mm-hmm. That he was going to school, and he was working, and he was in the reserves, and he would stay awake till he picked me up. He hardly didn't get very much sleep. Yeah. But that was the only way. Yeah, but I, you know, I got to pay for a lot of things. I paid off his car. I helped him with school, mm-hmm. and all that. But um, he needed one more year in the extension courses. UCLA extension courses right across the street from the bank. But he worked late every night. He made one class, I think, and then he was late every day. So he had to quit, and he never was able to go back. Mm-hmm. And so those classes I was paying for, you know. Then we were saving for our wedding. You know, my parents were retired. They couldn't afford anything. And his parents, they never helped us with anything. So so I was the only one. He was working part-time. And yet, we bought a house. And we paid for all our wedding. In El Monte? Mm-hmm. No, the wedding was in Lincoln Heights. Oh, I meant the house. Remember, we passed, they had knocked down the... Beautiful yeah. church, brick church, and what was the house? And um, what? The house was in El Monte. The one we bought, no, South San Gabriel. Oh, South San Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had just been moved on the lot. And a cute little house, and um, so it was a huge lot with nothing on it because they come and move the house and everything, new wiring, everything, and so we we're the first ones there, two bedroom. Hardwood floors, you know, and just really neat, cute little house. We went back years later, and we were parked up on the street because you had to go down an incline, and then the house sat flat. And, oh, whoever bought it just did a beautiful job fixing it up and all that. They added because it was a huge yard, but we didn't have the money to. We moved out of there three years after, bought another house. And, um... Before, in um, Didn't know. This was uh, Valinda. They call it Valinda. Oh, Very close Valinda. to, right next to West Covina. Yeah. Tiny little uh, area there. They call it Valinda. And nice. that one was a nice little cottage, two-story. And it belonged to a gardener. So it was a nice backyard. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there, um, we stayed there till we had three kids. Yeah. And then, um... Because when you moved to Agora, you had all five by then. They were already born, yeah. yeah. From Valinda, we moved to El Monte. Mm-hmm. And um, there, are, uh, William and Andrew were born. Mm-hmm. Then we moved here. So yeah. this is our fourth house. Out in the boonies. Out in the boonies, yeah. Yeah, we sat uh, where McDonald's is now. It was Denny's. It was Denny's, yeah. And that's it. There was a winery, <laughs> the post office, a little uh, store, a hole in the wall, and the barber. Now was Agora. 
And I sat at Denny's and I looked up. Do we really want to? We're coming from the city for Pete's sake. You know, and uh, but I thought, hey, I didn't drive. Yeah. I had to walk from here to Wizens if I wanted something from the market. And wow. Wizens wasn't, it didn't become a market till later. It was a tiny little hole in the way, a tiny little grocery store. So, but we did. So, um, yeah. I'm glad we did. I'm glad the city uh, grew and uh, yes. <laughs> expanded. It kind of grew too fast, though. Yeah. But the kids really took it. You know, they had the advantage of all the hills. And if you can imagine, 10 homes on this side, 10 homes that, that was it. That was it. Um, and um, there was a Mr. Bunton owned all of that. Can you see the millions he made? His house oh, sat up yeah. on the hill. Yeah. And he had a tiny little shack back there that he rented to a um, young married couple. Yeah, and she used to raise chickens in the morning before she went to work. She'd come feed her little chickens and take off to work. And she and her husband had horses and they used to ride their horses. It was all dirt back there. I don't know if uh, it was dirt when you were little. Mm -hmm. The only one that used it was um, uh, Buddy Epson because that was a private road to his ranch. Uh, so it's still there. I don't know how they get back there because their daughter's still there. Yeah. So you'd have to go to the valley to do any real grocery shopping. Yeah. Um, it was at Jemco. It was very much of what Costco, Costco yeah, is today. But they called it Jemco. But it was uh, Woodland Hills. Mm -hmm. No, it's a Target. Yeah. But that was, and, and I didn't drive. So Grandpa had to drop me off. That was the only time I was free from the kids. Yeah. <laughs> drop me off, go with the kids to the park, whatever, come and pick me up. Then my day would end without the kids. <laughs> I'd come out with two carts. Yeah. Take me up, but it was just when I chopped, that was my day, my two hours away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's probably a good place to pause our story okay. for now. Okay. I know. Well, thank you very much for oh. sitting down with me. You're welcome. I learned a lot. I'm, I'm sure I missed a lot. Some well. on purpose and, and some <laughs> because I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. Uh, no, I, I think back up what we went through it, but I went through it as a kid. And it was a learning experience. And um, and I had learned a lot. Yeah. How to take care of myself, you know, but the hard way. It's a bygone era. I yes, mean, no more. People yeah. don't have 12 so. kids anymore, like they can't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's at the most Cost two. living goes up, you know. Yes, I mean, yeah. If you're in, like, a shack um, and you don't have the bills of a car, electricity, you know, gas, water, then it's just the price of rent. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you could have more kids and yeah. work the land. but No, and, and, and what I went through, I, I learned a lot about the city. It's just that... Um, I didn't know anything beyond the city. Mm -hmm. Grandpa's the one that taught me a lot. Like um, places like Knott's Prairie Farm and things like that. I like like what's that? Yeah. Even Roast uh, not Roast Hills. Yeah, Roast Hills. Um, you know the other one, the other cemetery, the real fancy one. Forest Lawn. Forest Lawn. Did you want to go Forest Lawn? What's Forest Lawn? A cemetery. <laughs> cemetery. Now where would we want to go? But he showed all of these, and I was just, you know, where I've been all this time. 
So he really took me around and showed me what we had here yeah. in the city. And I never, I never knew about it. We just knew about the show to go watch Shirley Temple and go up to the, work in the fields, come back home, church. That was it. Yeah, so it was a big learning experience. And that's one thing about Grandpa. He took me up to a lot of places, really taught me a lot. Yeah, and you were you were game yeah. to Even go where on. we took you the other day, that um, eating place, uh, real beautiful inside. Um, it, uh, oh, yeah, the Vietnamese food or the Filipino food? No, uh, where was a garden with waterfalls and... Um, oh. Remember? You remember that was the place I was talking to about. Remember they let us just take a uh, a cruise through there. We weren't going to eat there, but we he asked oh, permission yeah, if we yeah, could yeah, see yeah. it. Oh yeah, 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 the Clifford or something. Clifton's Clifton's, Clifton's. cafeteria. It was very famous. Oh yeah. Uh, what's Clifton's cafeteria? She took me and yeah, just gave cool. me a tour and all these things. Yeah. Disneyland. He talked seventeen. He took me to Disneyland, and oh, I had never. I used to hear about him, but. I had no idea at all what they were about. So he really taught me a lot. So it's kind of like you had your childhood exploration in your, in your early 20s, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, in your, your late teen years. Yeah. Like, oh, this is... Yeah. And Italian, you know, and the Hollywood yeah. Bowl. I know, what's a Hollywood Bowl? Yeah, you got to do all that so, fun uh, yeah. kid stuff so and exploring stuff. He later. really took me to different places. Even after we had kids, maybe two or three kids, you go through the real rich neighborhoods, like here in the Valley, Woodland Hills, and Hollywood and all that, where the houses, the decorate them at Christmas yeah. time. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. That was a treat for me. So he dragged me through all these rich neighborhoods just to see the houses. Because when I was growing up, you didn't dare decorate because the next day the bulbs would be gone. They'd steal them. We tried it one time, and next day they were gone. When I was growing up in our neighborhood, you didn't decorate your house outside. Yeah. So this was all new to me, and I loved it for him to take us to all these neighborhoods that would decorate all their homes outside, and those neighborhoods where the whole block had to decorate this exactly the same. Isn't that something? <clears throat> Glendale, all those areas, yeah. So you didn't really leave L.A. the first like 18 years of your life that much no yeah. it was on East right. LA yeah and I would so walk when around you did, downtown uh, LA but it's just stored because back then like they you, did you ever go to like the beach or you know if you <laughs> yeah. we went it was um, with all my little nephews and nieces all the family as a whole we'd go and spend the day yeah but it was a family did your dad ever drive Yes, but I was very young when you had a very bad accident. Oh, really? And uh, it just scared him so much that he would never drive again. Hmm. He took the bus, and he would go from East LA all the way to Southgate. That was his second job. After he quit the railroad, he went to Southgate. It was uh, for a chemical company. He worked there for years till he retired. And... um, took the bus. Hmm. Sometimes on the way home I'd meet him coming home because we had to transfer to get home, transfer buses. Yeah. And I don't know how many buses he had to take home to come get here. And when your kids were young, you guys would go camping a lot and... 
We camped a lot. That's all we could afford. Road trips and yeah, and but that was like your first time seeing a lot of that. Like yeah, well, like our kids, we would take them uh, Big Bear or Lake Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah, we took them camping because you know uh, Grandpa's family. That's all he did is camp. Yeah. So he knew all about camping. They were big into kind of the Boy Scout scene of yes, they were the Boy Scout too. And um, but I remember when our kids uh, we were moved like, here. Trees, hey, yeah. <laughs> forest. <laughs> we were moved here, and we would go to the beach um, during winter because mm-hmm. nobody's there. Yeah, that's right. And we they'd make kites and we'd fly them at the beach. I mean, how much better can that be? And all the wind is there. It was there. And sometimes they'd go go toward to the street, and we had to pull them. Otherwise, they'd be landing on the cars. So we had to be very careful. But there was nobody there. They had all the beach to fly their kites. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those times, um, as they got older, your mom used to come with us. She was just like 13, 14. And they didn't have seat belts back then, so we could carry all eight people in a car. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, William and Andrew would sit in front with me. Yeah. And your mom would sit with the other gang in the back. You know, but we, we'd go all over like that. <laughs> yeah, we'd go to, uh, when we were in Almani and all that area, we used to go up to the mountains. They were very close. And uh, we'd go up there and cook dinner. Mm-hmm. One day we took my mom and dad, and his grandmother had just moved up here from Texas. And she only spoke Spanish. So um, uh, so we, we'd take both my mom and dad and his grandmother. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we cooked something out there, yeah. Wow. So it's anything that didn't cost a lot of money because I, mm-hmm. I didn't work. And of course, you knew my mom's mom. Yes, well. I got to meet her. Mm-hmm. You met her a little bit. Not not too long because she didn't last very long. Yeah, she yeah. Yeah. So um, I know she had problems because um, yeah, alcohol, your mom was yeah. was kind of upset because she. She wanted to plan her wedding, and she'd go to your grandma, and she, your grandma didn't know where to start. She had never done that. Yeah. So I had to make your mom see that. I said, but I'll help you, you know. So uh, I helped her plan everything, and, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm glad your grandma was grateful. You know, she couldn't do it. And so, but we took her once to this. It's a German restaurant. I don't know if it's still there. <laughs> we took your grandma. In a German band, you know how that little shorts and a little hat and <laughs> yeah. all German, all of the German food, and it was one of her favorite places. So we thought, oh, she'd love it. Oh, she sure did. She got up there and poked up with Grandpa. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she hadn't done so long. <laughs> and a lot of the um, the singing, you know, with the mugs and oh, and uh, we, we should look uh, look up and see if it's still there. Yeah. It was a fun place. And they'd sing in German with her mugs, you know. And yeah, and she, mm-hmm. I mean, she only spoke a little English. So yes, yeah. So she understood everything, German. and yeah. she had a ball. Yeah, she was just laughing. Yeah. And that is a good place to put a pin in it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been part one of the Mercy Garcia interview. This is Caleb and Mercy signing off. I close.